Hello, Brevin. Hello. Are you ready? We're starting the show right now. You realize that, right? Oh, we're like, this is recording? We're doing it, I'm on Twitter right now. Get off of Twitter. Get off of Twitter, period. I wasn't even like, you know what it was? You know what's terrible? I wasn't even like reading what I was looking at. I was just scrolling. And that's the whole problem, man. I I read a quote recently that like, you don't consume content. The content consumes your mind, man. And you you got to separate. Oh, okay. Let you yourself just... be free. You surprised from the me. I thought you were gonna say the the, the <laughs> I don't even know. The media consumes you, or something like that. Speaking of media consum- consumption, thank you for listening to Red Dead Reflection. This is Brevin and I's podcast where we both play through Red Dead Redemption One um, in season two, anyway. And discuss it as we go. Uh, so thank you for giving your mind over to us and letting us consume it. <laughs> right? That's I guess that's who, our role yeah, in this now, analogy. Now we sound like humans. Uh, I'm a human named Tyler and Brevin. You're... I'm a human. I was, <laughs> was going to say, Brevin, introduce yourself, but I literally said your name in Hello, the process. Hello, I'm a human. How are we doing, Brevin? How are we doing? We're doing pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, as as we briefly discussed at the top of the show, <laughs> I'm taking tomorrow <laughs> off. I, I made a last minute decision, not like, and it wasn't even it wasn't even bad. It's not like I'm calling out or anything. Like it was just like, hey, can I take tomorrow off? And I did it. So that's so nice that you can do that, like a very last minute like that. It's like an excellent privilege, and I, yeah, I was gonna say I want to take advantage of it more often, but like, <laughs> the reason why you can do it. Is because you don't do it all the time. Yeah, so... I want to do it every week, every day. <laughs> not go to work. Hey, guys, you mind if I just don't show up every other day? <laughs> um, yeah, so, Brevin, uh, what have you been up to since we last spoke uh, um, on the I'm show, I guess I should say? We do see each other. I feel like I just heard thunder outside. Let me know if you hear thunder outside. Okay, I'll listen for it. <laughs> let me know let me know if you hear thunder over my mic outside okay <laughs> okay um let's see i'm trying to think of anything that would actually oh yeah i watched some of hamilton <gasps> yes okay it's okay this is brevin he didn't know what hamilton was a couple no weeks idea. ago watched it blind it was blind right yeah yeah i have no idea what i was watching when i went into it i just knew it was a musical and what are your thoughts man so i got about 40 minutes in and That's pretty good yeah no i was i it, you know what I think it was? It wasn't like, all right, I don't want to say the story wasn't good, but I wasn't exactly following the story because I feel like I was listening way too much to the music, which I don't know if that's like an issue. Like, I don't watch musicals. So maybe I don't know how to watch a musical. Like, is there a specific way to do that? <clears throat> I would argue that the story is second to the music itself. Like, okay. obviously, so I'm doing it's it very somewhat important. Right. No, yeah. Like, like my first experience with it was just listening to it. Yep. And you can get the vast majority of the story by listening to it. Um, in fact, it might even be. No, I don't, I don't know that it would be less confusing. But um, another another thing that the that the musical assumes is that you have a pretty decent understanding of like American history. Uh, well, fantastic! Like I, mean, I went to high school, so you did go to high school. <laughs> um, but you probably didn't know who Hercules Mulligan was until now, no. right? No, I just know he's got a really cool voice. That's all. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> um. Yeah, Hamilton spoilers, by the way. I was thinking about that because I knew we were going to talk about it at some point. Are we even going to spoil it? Like, you're going to spoil it, but I don't even know what really is going on. Why don't you describe to me what happened in the first 40 minutes? This So, like, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. All right. So, I didn't watch any today. I watched it all yesterday. But what I remember is that (laughs) this is terrible because I'm trying to – I don't want to use wrong, like, historical terms. I just know there were fancy-looking men. Like, I don't – like, we're – 
I ju- you know what I just met? I just met um pretty sure it's the England English uh king or something like that. The king? You know okay. Yeah, 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 the king. Yeah, which that was pretty funny. You know, it's it is pretty funny. I got to I I got to admit that. That's the I think that's a secret sauce is that it is funny. Um because if it was like not too funny, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no. It's a, it's an excellent balance. The the use of humor is like really well applied, I'd say. Uh, so you met the king. So what happened up until that point? I'm just, I would love to know, Brevin. What's going on in the colonies? There was a lot of music. Yep. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of. Oh god, this is terrible. I feel like I didn't pay attention to the story at all. I just listened to the music. Now tell me about the music then. Okay, so that so the music I really liked, and most of it. So it surprised me. It was a lot less rap than I expected because you kept saying it was rap, and it, I mean, essentially, I guess it kind of is rap, but it's more like. It's like poppy hip hop, you know what I mean? So rather than like, I don't even know what would describe like normal rap. As, well, but it's like lighter. Yeah, it's it it incorporates hip hop, which yes. is saying something for the medium and for how popular it became. But it yeah. is, I think he deliberately wanted it to be like a diverse, um, pieces of music. Like there are just like straight up pop songs, and there's yeah, up, yeah. One of the last classic Broadway like songs and stuff. Um, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I, it really surprised me the fact that it is literally all music. Like, there's essentially like maybe five percent of what I heard was just regular dialogue that wasn't music related. You know what I mean? Which is that's insane to me because it's three hours long. Oh yeah, I mean, and what? It, well, I don't. I, I don't want to tell you this. But the, I was going to tell you. Essentially, the, will it matter? Because I don't know what's happening in the story. So what I was going to say was, last time I watched it, I paid closer attention to the background dancers. Yeah. Um, I won't recommend that you do that because you need to just figure out what story is going on. <laughs> what's, I but don't like, think that can exist. Yeah, just, just watching like how much effort, raw human effort, goes into this production is so insane to me. Um, I don't really know if if having music the whole time is exceptional. Uh, I feel like it is. It, I mean, it impresses me. That's for sure. Three hours of basically straight music that tells a story is like very coherent because it's not just like a set. Not this isn't like saying artist like music artists do anything wrong, but it's not just a set list of music that kind of just they play in an order. It's like a coherent story that's being told from front to back. Well, semi coherent because I can't apparently can't follow it. But no, but but it is. It does all add up, and there's like, I I don't know. I can think of maybe one example of a logical discrepancy, and it might just be in my head, so I don't even know if that's true. But something that's even more impressive that you wouldn't even have noticed yet by listening to 40 minutes of it or watching 40 minutes of it is that a lot of there's a lot of callbacks as well, not just mm-hmm. narratively, but like musically, where they'll they'll reference the same melody when like a certain character, what they call it, like a sig- character sign or signature or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I love it, man. I just good. finished listening to it probably like my eighth time driving to my house. It's it's Is a the... go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say it's a problem because it's like always front and center on my Spotify, and it's just <laughs> so like I could go through the mental rigor of listening to mu- new music and trying to like find something new that I want to listen to, or I can just put Hamilton on again. No, and just like... put Hamilton on. Sometimes that's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah. Um. I was. What I was gonna ask you was the soundtrack on like spot. Is the soundtrack on Spotify? Yes. And is it in chronological order? Yes. Okay. And it's not just like the the audio apes from the production that you're seeing. 
So it's it's it, I guess it's I guess it's studio recorded. I'm not yeah, positive, yeah. but I imagine it is. Um, so like a lot of the voices sound cleaner. Um, Aaron Burr has quite a lisp in the production one. I don't know yes. why. Yes, but, he does. I do. Well, oh, I, not that it's an, an intentional decision. I think it's just like the actor or something. But yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think we've talked enough about it. But I, are you gonna it's watch? Cool. The, I'm gonna, gonna watch finish the it. Yes, I'm wow. gonna finish it because I mean the music's good. So why wouldn't I? Wow. I'm enjoying it. Now, can I let me ask you something else? Are what? you just sitting down and watching it, or are you putting it on in the background? No, no, playing? I literally I'm putting it on my computer, not even on my TV, because I actually want to hear it really well. Because obviously it's music and watching it. Wow, I'm impressed. You, but I think me, what Brevin. it is, <laughs> I think what it is of why I'm not getting the story because I'm actually watching it in the sense of like maybe not. I'm listening to obviously the music, but I'm also watching what's going on on screen, and I'm watching a lot of like background stuff. So I'm not paying attention to what the lyrics are actually saying as much as I probably should be. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like a lyrics guy, so I really love that sort of thing. Um, and after you finish watching it, I'll give you a recap. How about that? And then, I like that. and then I want and then you I'll to be like, "Wow, that's what happened." Li- but afterwards, listen to the whole thing, mm-hmm. and then you'll like probably understand what's going on. <laughs> it's about Hamilton. That's what I know. All right. Um, Oh, I guess I can do my part. What have, what oh, is, yeah. so what have I what, been doing? What happened, what happened to you? What happened to me? Um, I have an opportunity to apply for a leadership position at my oh, current yeah. work. I don't know that I would get it, but it's even just like the thought of trying to do that is crazy to me. Um, but I'm. it's just something I'm thinking about and we'll see what happens. But you still haven't applied yet? No, I'm going to take the weekend no to think about it. Good. Well, no, it's not that I've made the decision not to, but I just haven't made a decision yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's not, yeah, that's not what I meant. I meant you haven't officially sent it enough. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, besides that, I don't know, I'm just trying to, trying to live my life. I started playing Oberdin, Return of Oberdin, or of no the Oberdin. What, what is that? Excellent, excellent game. It's, um, monochromatic, or I, th- I think, no, is that right? That might be. Does that just mean black and white, but fancy? So I think I think, <sighs> or like grayscale. I don't even want to try to get the color words right. I think monochromatic means one single color alongside black and oh, white. Oh, gotcha. um, But don't quote me on that. I, I might have to. It makes sense. It's about you. You are a. <laughs> I think I think they said you're like a life insurance person at the beginning, or. I don't, it doesn't, I need to, I need to confirm this because it sounds crazy me saying it, but it, I feel like it said something like my role is in an, in assurance, like claims adjuster or basically just to, okay, okay, here's what happened is there's a ship and everyone on it died, right? This is like Mm -hmm. 1800, 1700, probably 1700, maybe even 1600s. And your job, you have a, you have a deck, uh, a a deck a crew um manifest no that's not the right word just like a list of people who are on it and what their yeah, roles yeah. were okay and you go around the ship and you find like a dead body and then you use a magic compass to rewind time and see this their scene of death and you're trying to piece together the identity and the fates of every single person on the ship which is like 60 people or something crazy like that I like that. That sounds very interesting. But what's what's really smart is it uses not just like 
the very clear narrative of like this man shot this man like mm-hmm. You might overhear something in the background, and if you walk around on the crime scene, you'll see, like, another person doing something else just at the time of their death that isn't necessarily related, and you can use that information, and it's, like, it's insane. It's, like, the the amount of thought that you have to put into it to make accusations and everything. Oh, but it is so good. It is, like... You're on a roll with these detective games. This and Disco Elysium. I didn't even think about that. Is it the detective games? Huh. The, the detective games yeah not mysterious detective games <laughs> maybe that's my calling man who knows you gotta play la noir next it's the only one i know off the top of my head oh i've, I've played la noir that is so funny i recently watched some clips of uh sips streaming it and he is just hilarious you got i don't know you don't watch playthroughs that sounds familiar sips. That sounds, is he popular like really popular yeah he's big on I feel, I feel like a friend of maybe not like he's not like the doctor guy yeah Ah, <laughs> that's funny. He just um Dr. Disrespect. Do you know do you, do you know the story with him? He got banned off something Twitch about a bathroom at TwitchCon. No, that is so long ago. It's <laughs> not the current story. He's always There's another story? On. Yeah, he got banned off Twitch like a month ago or so and it's been pretty much silent um on like what's been going on. It hasn't explained what happened, which is fine, whatever. But he just um started streaming today on YouTube, his channel, but he's not actually there. Apparently at three o'clock tomorrow, which would be a Friday. Um, he'll be streaming again, which I watched him a little bit, so I'm kind of excited to see him. We'll see. Honestly, I don't care. I I know you don't. I could tell. Let's get on on with it, Brandon. <laughs> he just moves along. Uh, we got some emails. We have emails from Dave and Tom. So, and that's it. So, just our good old. Well, I don't know that I can. You can't say good old boys anymore, right? Like that's a that has some weight behind it. <laughs> sure it has, it has connotations of like people i don't i don't want to talk about it but <laughs> our our good friends tom and dave good old friends and uh let me see i <laughs> dave just sent an email where he said guys this is it let's get this sob um <laughs> which i appreciate and it, of course he's referencing the uh should we say the conclusion of red dead redemption i mean the conclusion of the main quest right what did we play up to this week we 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 played up totally missed that i'm I'm so ready for that wait hold on uh i have it right here hold on okay hold on old friends new problems yeah i didn't have it right here okay (laughs) i I did not actually (laughs) we played up to old friends new problems this week and for next week we're actually going to be finishing the entire game which involves going up... Do you have the final mission name? Remember My Family. Remember My Family. So you need to do all that for next week. Um, this week we're discussing up to whatever I just said a second ago. <laughs> old Friends, New Problems. Old Friends, New Problems. And good prime, friends, good, new I'm problems. in prime podcasting shape this afternoon. Yes, of course. Um, <clears throat> we're going to spoil Red Dead Redemption. I, I feel like I'm just like saying all the random stuff at once, but it's fine. <laughs> We just um, took a bunch of sound bites from old podcasts. We just threw them in this episode. <laughs> the reason Hopefully why coherent. <laughs> the reason why Dave said that is because we're finally going after Dutch. Yes. That is the sob he's referring to. Um. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Dave is confused, and so am I, about the mission we skipped or something last oh, yeah. week. Well, we're going to talk about that right now. So before we get... or well, not right now, but I, once after right we now, do our emails. Right now we're going to do it. Because oh, okay, that's fine. Is that the one where you use your binoculars to look at Dutch and he shoots the binoculars? No, that's not that mission. 
Well, what is that mission? That mission is another one that we talked about. That's um. Hold on, I gotta go my notes. From I don't think we week. talked about it last week then because Did we, we didn't talk about an encounter that. with Dutch. No, I don't think. I think we might have just skipped it. Now you're. Now you've got me confused. <laughs> no, that was the breaking into El Presidio mission, wasn't it? No, 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 it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That's no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a. Country, I have one that says guy. finding. <laughs> Find. Says finding Dutch. <laughs> is, is that the name of the mission if i go to the ign wiki and look people at from the... the reservation are working for dutch yes we, there was dutch stuff i just did we really well maybe do... i didn't write enough notes about it because do you... <sighs> i remember that of course you go up to with nostis and you go yes. to the fort and you use binoculars to look around yes. and you see dutch and he looks at you and shoots your binoculars and while you're holding up. them yeah, yeah. Which is just like such an incredible power play by the I'm villain. I'm surprised I didn't remember that because that was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And it made, I think it was Dave that wrote it and it was like, it got him fired up. And then we didn't even talk about it last time. So sorry about that. Um, and rest in peace, Nostus. We talked about that mission at least yes, last time. Yes, definitely talked about that. Uh, but what about the mission with the with Dutch robbing the yes, bank? That is, one I did do. We that's the one that you play. Okay, okay. All right. So we'll save that. All right. Um. Dave does does mention that he actually fell behind and wasn't able to play up to old friends new problems. Come on, Dave. Well, if... I guess we'll we'll just stop recording right now. We'll just wait. <laughs> I mean, is this the first time Dave fell behind? Well, no, he says I've, I've fallen behind again. So I think he wasn't caught up with us in Mexico or something a, lo- a little while ago. Um, all right, he does he does say he has some. Some homework for our hosts. We, you and oh I are, are, are his hosts. Go back and listen to episode one of season one and listen to how much you love John at the beginning. <laughs> it was all it was all rose tinted glasses. It was like I hadn't thought about John Marston as a character since my two thousand what thirteen two thousand twelve playthrough of Red Dead One. I also think the love that you have for John Marston is built up in your mind. You know how you have like the the middle school crush where you like spend every waking moment thinking about some person that you never talk to, yeah, and then it's just I, like yes. the, the person that you're thinking about is not even similar to the person you invented <laughs> in your it's head. It's like you made up a person in your mind. Yep, that's John Marston for us. It's middle school Brevin and I fawning over him, and he's not real. I do have to be honest though. I have liked John more in these missions than almost any other point in the game and i wonder if that's just because it feels like i'm playing red dead 2's epilogue again maybe i think i think we're seeing john at his best here i mean when he's on well we'll get to it but i i I do still think that you and i brevin should just listen like this week that will be our actual homework is to listen and reflect on episode one although didn't we say that we were going to do that anyway or something yeah probably i feel like we made a plan to like i remember something that happened like eight months ago no um <laughs> of he, course not. he says he recommends an npc final fantasy 7 remake about 30 to 40 hours of play broken down into chapters and can make a fun podcast why hasn't brevin played it already i you know what let's open up a donation if you'd like to donate to have me get a ps4 um so i can play the final wait fantasy is that exclusive to ps4 yeah, that's the only reason why i haven't played it that's I didn't legitimately know that. the only reason that's crazy it should come out on PC probably next year, but that's still like quite a bit away. Ah, dumb exclusives. Don't. I would have played it by now. It, and I'm also joking. No donations. I was going to say, don't donate money to Brevin for a PS4. 
Um, he needs he needs money for other reasons, of course, but not for that. <laughs> not but for really, that. like, I I'm just like disgusted by the concept of play. Like, I I haven't played Last of Us two yet because I just or don't. For me. Well, yeah, but I I unfortunately I have played one, so I mm-hmm. have a more of an incentive to want to play two. But it's just like so inconvenient and. It's the one thing that, you know, PlayStation sucks about right now. And Xbox is actually good. The Xbox, no more exclusives. In the sense of, like, no more console. Ex- well, you can play Xbox games on PC. <laughs> Break you it still can't play them on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. Which it, figure out how yeah. That. Sure. Um, I'm, all right. All right. Moving on from Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm never going to play that game. I'm going to tell you right now, if you challenge me that for NBC, I would just say no. Straight up. Straight Are up. Are you talking to Dave? or? <laughs> I'm talking to Dave, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to anyone. If anyone comes up to me... You, I would never give you a Final Fantasy again. I can guarantee that. I mean, I to be fair, say. 7 is like the one that everyone loves, right? It is. And 7 Remakes probably like actually doesn't feel old. And it doesn't feel like, you know, it doesn't feel like a super JRPG, I'm assuming. Because it's newer. I don't know, Brevin. I don't know. I just don't, I just don't care. I, I but see... It's, it's a time sink. Well, it's it's not even that, but it's like stylistically that it, it's just always such a turnoff for me. Like the weird looking characters with the. Have I don't you know. seen Final Fantasy Seven? They got like the the weird arms that are really giant polygons and stuff. I think we're talking about the remake here, not not the original. <laughs> I'm not gonna have you play the original if I ever did that. It would be the new one. No, but I I really I think it's just like the anime stuff, man. It's, it's... not even anime looking. Have you watched anything of what Final Fantasy? It looks like real life. It literally just looks real. Uh, it does not look like anime. Except... What about the hairstyles? Okay, that was what I was gonna say. Maybe the hairstyles, <laughs> but that's just because that's what they look like before. Uh, I have anyway. actually watched. I've I've dabbled in it. We 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 watched jojo's bizarre adventure not you oh, not yeah. you, no, 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 yeah, i remember when you were watching that though yeah yeah part one i don't know if is it part or book or something one. you're asking the wrong person i shouldn't even i i don't really now they're gonna anime. send in all the hate mail about me not knowing it i um, did watch most of death note um which i really liked it doesn't feel like an anime hmm. i still haven't finished it but i need to finish it but anyway so he he continues in relation to this a cool character is zach fair fair z-a-c-k-f-a-y-r-e do you have any idea who that is no i don't right. remember who that is i also don't i'm sure they're very cool i'm googling it right now you can probably hear me typing which is great for audio um oh it is it is f-a-i-r i think dave just didn't have the right spelling <clears throat> Zack Fair is a Final Fantasy character, non-playable character in Final Fantasy VII, and the main protagonist of its prequel, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. If you're about to say main protagonist of Final Fantasy VII, I was going to be like, what, okay, did I just not play the game? Like, can I share ago? Can I share with you? Will you see this? Ready? I mean, I, I'm not going to tell anyone. No. So you can share with me. I mean, I guess you could just Google it, too. Does this character look familiar with you at all? Oh, that's, um... Yeah, that does look familiar. I don't really know much about him, but yes. Very cool. Either way, thank you. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> they do look cool. I mean, but the it's sword, man. Cloud, look at the, it's it's totally a Buster Sword, man. anime stuff, though. It's the Buster Sword. Dave ends his email by saying, sorry this wasn't more Red Dead focused. Um, dude, we spent like 30 minutes talking about Hamilton, so don't you worry. <laughs> um... 
And now, finally, we have Thomas's email. You ready? Yes, it's been course. great listening to you guys, and I just have some things to say in case this is the last episode. It's not, Thomas. It's we not. have we one more. At least, yeah, we got at least one. I really enjoy listening to other people's perspectives on the things that I love, and I'll be getting an Xbox One next week, so I'll be seeing what you were talking about with this John guy. Yes, I'm excited for it. Let us know how you feel about it, Thomas. Yeah, Remember, definitely. Thomas played through Red Dead 2. He never did Red Dead 1 because he couldn't. We both like pause at the same time. That was bad. I know I took a swig of my drink. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm excited to see what you think about it, Thomas. Um, anyway, thank you for doing the podcast. I really appreciate it, and I'm sure everyone else listening does too. Uh, once again, thank you and good night, my friends. Stay safe, wash your hands, and keep your boots pulled up all the way up. Thank you, thank you, Thomas. And that's it for emails. Wow. We do have Dave's email that he sent in last time about the missions that we skipped talking about. Um, I'm going to, Dave, I hope it's all right. I'm not going to read it because it's like back in the email list now. And I don't want to, honestly, I'm just lazy. That's that's the truth of the matter. I'm sorry, Thomas. I mean, I'm not Thomas, Dave. What a, <laughs> what a revelation. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. And uh, hopefully you understand more about my, my character. You know, I, you know how our rooms always get really hot when we're recording because we can't have any fans on. I can't tell if it's this drink that's making me like exceptionally hot. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like dying right now. We're drinking alcoholic beverages. Um, I was thinking, you know, what I was thinking we probably shouldn't say that if we want to get like a sponsorship or something. Like there, there's probably some or like join a network because they're probably like you can't drink. Although plenty of podcasts do that, right? Yeah, I'm the one who listens to podcasts. I just record them i don't know man i don't i it's fine. that's my favorite thing that i don't listen to podcasts but i have one is that like a common thing do you think all podcasters listen to podcasts um i think it's i think it's wise and i think a lot of people are inspired by podcasts they listen to so then they're like i can do this i can make my own and i want to do something different with the medium um but i can also see that like a, a lot of podcasting involves like bringing an expert on or Mm-hmm. someone just like plays plays a tabletop rpg with their friends or something and in that respect i can see a lot of people coming on who just don't have any awareness of podcasting um but yeah i i'd i'd say given how much time you spend podcasting it's funny <laughs> and i enjoy it's a lot. it yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i'm drinking a a american classic american light beer not the king of beers though um oh wait no maybe it is i honestly don't know you know what bothers me though can i rant for a little bit brevin yeah go for it why, i was about to read my drink but go for it. why is the why <laughs> is the american beer known as the king of beers when we we fought to break away from the monarchy and found found our own republic shouldn't we be the president of beers or the congress of beers this is literally or the three-party not three-party <laughs> system whatever you call it <laughs> only something i would say this is legitimately only someone, like if someone if someone, someone wrote that out i would be like oh tyler wrote that <laughs> no one else would say something like that you know what grinds it's a compliment, my gears. thanks brevin i really appreciate that because no um, one else could formulate such an intelligent conversation piece on that specific topic it's i mean so specific isn't it absurd though like it bothers me that they're driving around with these trucks that say that 
And it's like, you have the audacity to associate yourself as an American brand and call yourself the king of beers, putting up the very system of government that we fought to break away from. Did you just see a truck, like, on, like on the way? To- no, but <laughs> way I've seen record? him, and I always shake my fist and say, no, down with the monarchy. <laughs> we are Do you stick your hand out the window, people. shake your fist, and they honk the horn because they're confused? <laughs> no. Um, anyway, Brevin, what are you drinking? <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm drinking, um, I don't have as much of a personal connection to the brand as you do, um, or Vendetta. More <laughs> almost made a spit out of his drink. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. Um, so it's Narragansett's Dell's Rhode Island Hard Tea. Refreshingly different. Slightly carbonated. How many words can we put on I this? I always one? go way out of my way to, like, name a brand, because... Like, remember last time I said, like, a Mexican beer, an imported yeah. Mexican beer that may have, you know, a PR issue right now? Yeah. And I just, I didn't say the name of my beer explicitly right now. And now you just said exactly what Oh, did what you actually you not drinking. say exactly what it was? I said I a classic American beer in its I really thought form. you dropped the full name. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Now you, now well, you got me second guessing. You got me second guessing too. If you want, let's change my answer. It's a lemonade stand hard tea. Lemonade that? stand. That's nice. That actually, you that that's like the perfect generic name for that. I love it. <laughs> um, but I think I think you're not supposed to mention that if if you're not. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Luckily, we're not sponsored, so we let's don't talk about. We have no money. Let's talk about Red Dead. <laughs> um. Red Dead Prodigal Son returns to Yale. Except and before we do that, we need wow, to talk about like a news article. The mission we returned to Prodigal Son returns to mission Yale. Mission we skipped. Wow, I am just I am messed up, man. Florida man returns to Yale. All right. <laughs> Brevin, are you ready? I can see like the lights of your monitors changing and stuff. <laughs> what are you okay. doing? I I was moving windows around so I could actually look at what missions are like coming ahead. All right, okay. we're good. This is this is out of control. We're in our we're at our prime. Second to last oh. episode of our of season two of our you second podcast. Oh, that's a lot of twos, Brevin. A lot of doubles right there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about the mission that you skipped, because I don't remember it as well as you. And oh, you just yeah, took so, a drink. Right. <laughs> let's talk about it while you're drinking. Um let's see. Oh, so the Dutch robbery mission. Yes. This is it. Yeah. You are camped out on the, well, why, you, you start, you start. Yeah, so you're, so you get word that Dutch is apparently going to commit some robbery because we see horses outside of a building. So obviously that means that Dutch is going to commit a robbery. Um, no, they get some, they get some, like a telegram. I don't know. They get some message from someone that says that they're going to, they're going to rob the place. And... Oh, are, are you just referring to the fact that you like look and they're like, Look, they put their horses over there. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm referring to. That, that made me laugh when they said that. Their horses there. That must be theirs. It's so realistic. They thought of everything. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, you basically is that is that a police station that you meet in those missions? It might be like the bureau's like office. Um. Because yeah, because the bureau agents are always there. So it's yeah, probably so... just like a generic gen- generic government building. Yeah, so you you climb up generic government building and you <laughs> you aim down um, a scope basically and watch the entrance of this bank that is or is it a, yeah it's a bank I think so bank that's getting robbed and 
people start running out basically there's really you don't get to see the robbery at all which is kind of unfortunate because i was hoping you get to see the robbery Ooh, that would have been nice to see dutch like back at it yeah i never even thought of that to be honest hmm. although now that i'm thinking about it this confuses me a lot with something we'll talk about later but we'll get to it um let's see so is that essentially it oh no 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 hold on I just have Dutch robbery meeting Dutch. Yeah, he robs the, the bank and gets away, and you just don't do anything. Yeah, you that's watch. literally it. Okay, that's what I was going to say. That's why there's no, no I'm joking, Brevin. Are you serious? You thought that's what happened? No, I remember, I remember what happens. <laughs> yeah, he gets away. He steals a car to get away, which I think is hilarious. He takes the, like their car that you drove to the ferry, isn't it? It goes like 10 miles per hour, and we're yeah. on horses. How is he getting away in that thing? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Wait, yeah, I... That happened, right? Yeah, that actually happened. Oh, I, I thought it was hilarious. But you're jumping ahead because, um, isn't yeah, there... now I'm now I'm reading my notes and understanding actually what I wrote, even though it was like literally today. So you only you only open fire on them as they exit the bank, right? Yes. And it's like all of the Native American guys that Dutch enlisted, basically, yes. or is exploiting. Um, and you clear out like you shoot a lot oh, of and people. Then you break in, yeah, and then you break in. You kill more people, and then you find Dutch upstairs, and that's why I wrote all this stuff. So now we're, we're where we need to be. So you meet Dutch, and the first thing he asks you about, which I thought was interesting, is that he asks about your family, which that came to a surprise to me. What do you mean? Because why? I feel like your family is on is like such a back burner to the game. It's just like, oh, yeah, I have a you know wife and kid. They're stuck, and I'm going to save them. But like the fact that Dutch specifically asks about them first is cool. I thought that was just interesting. <laughs> cool how so what do you i don't know i mean so like the fact that it's just like they're i don't know you just you never see them until like literally the end of the game and that's the first thing he's going to ask you about so it sort of like brings you back to brings them back in uh, in mind um yeah yeah well so dutch i think if you think about the way dutch would view john he would view him as like the one with a family you know because that well, yeah, yeah. is so exceptional to everyone else in his gang um of course like some minor like sadie ends up not sadie uh tilly ends up getting a family and stuff but yes um yeah so <laughs> He doesn't say nice things though. What what else is he no, saying? No, he does. He makes fun of he makes fun of your wife quite a bit. He makes fun of Abigail. Yeah, he basically says um, everyone had her, but he's the one who married her. I think yeah. is his line. Yeah. So that's why he's so much above everyone else. He says, "You're the master now, John," which I think is funny. <laughs> oh, is that what he says? That's so. Yeah, he up. says that. <laughs> oh, sorry. It it has actually been like a month since I played this mission because we had that break wow. and I played it. Yeah, so it, this is like reaching back for me at this point. Oh my god. I'm glad you remember more than I do, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then he just... Do, doesn't he shoot the woman in the face? Yes, which... Alright, so can we talk about like the fact that, that they got away from that? Like, she was dead. She got shot in the face. Like, why catch her? Why even like bother? Just go after him. <laughs> so, I don't want... what. And this comes up in the later mission, like... Does John really care if he gets Dutch alive and maybe that's why he doesn't like no, try to think, shoot him? I don't think it's I think it's to kill Dutch. It's not to get him alive. It's it's like okay, if you do get him alive, I guess great, but like no, kill Dutch. That's like the objective. I'm pretty sure. Then yeah, I mean as soon as he shoots you in the head, you can just open fire on him. Yeah, you would think. 
Yeah, what is that? That is sort of weird. Maybe he didn't have like enough stars, like GTA style. Like it wasn't, you couldn't <laughs> shoot right there. Well, they had to fill out the police report and shooting someone on the head isn't <clears throat> enough cause yeah. to justify shooting somebody yeah, they had them, else. They had to yeah. bring him to court to make sure it was actually <laughs> yeah, innocent until proven guilty. Um, yes. He says a few other things too. Um, let's see what I wrote down. He says, I never claimed to be a saint because he talks about, you know, how he went crazy and did terrible things. Um, and I he said to John, you always were the romantic sort. Yep, yep. The cynic, the romantic wants to be a cynic, as uh, I believe, what's his name said? Uh, Abraham. Yes, that was Abraham. Which is funny because he, Dutch is the one who speaks in like romantic language and everything. Yeah, was, I feel like, you know, John is so to the point usually. Well, I guess not in this game as much, but especially last game he was oh wait though wait wait doesn't he isn't it isn't it something like john says let the girl go dutch and then dutch says you're always the romantic sort so he's at in oh, that so context he's actually saying, referring to okay yeah like yeah. romance between man and woman or That's whoever weird. i don't know it's not it's not he's sort of like making fun like making fun of, of the for fact marrying. that he's married yeah yep. yeah basically so oh, i wrote to lots more talk about abigail than i expected which i guess goes along with the family thing how do you feel like about was... this confrontation with Dutch after so long? We've waited so long. <laughs> Let me think. How do I want to put it? Because I don't want to say I, it was no like a no complete... one's waiting for an answer. Yeah, of course not. Um, <laughs> I I don't want to say it was a complete letdown because that it wasn't. It was better than seeing Javier for sure. Although Bill's, I think, still is the best meeting, which is weird because it's the first one you ever see. I think um, if. Oh, go ahead. Yep. Well, I was just going to say that Um. I think they nailed... Actually, I don't know. Because it, he seems to be... He seems different than he does in Red Dead 2, which I guess that makes sense because of the time difference between if... And also because, you know, the game was made in different time. Um, He just seems... How would I put it? Calmer, I guess? He seems very calm. It's funny because I wonder how much of his unhinged nature towards the end of red dead 2 is the fact that he put the responsibility in the lives of these people that he was leading on his shoulders mm -hmm. i mean he manipulated people but he still seems to take responsibility for them at the same time which i think yeah. is stressful especially when you have like 18 different threats apparent and imminent um yep so yeah i i keep forgetting to think of like the reason why we're playing through this again we need to remind ourselves is to see how our playthrough of red dead 2 shapes our interpretation of this game yes and i'm trying to think of like the connection between remember this is the first time we're seeing dutch since we saw him put his gun down and walk away after no not just put his gun down but shoot micah put his gun down and walk away yeah um and he gives he gives john that look of just that disgust i don't know man is it disgust is it is it just like dread regret is it just the sense of feeling he lost does that thing with his eyebrows like mm. they're like those Furrowed. are like at a complete angle yeah yeah i think i think it is disgust but it might not be disgust with john but just disgust with everything yeah with the whole situation <sighs> um and now i think it's sort of I'm I'm sort of impressed that Dutch still has the uh, like like you know when you go and you talk to people 
well, maybe this is like an introvert extrovert thing. I don't know. But like you go and you talk to people and you're like, hey, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. You, you host a podcast, for example. And then afterwards, mm. you're like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Like, I feel so drained. Um, I've had that happen before. Yes. I imagine Dutch after all these years would be just like shut down and not not being willing to say like, you were always the romantic type, John. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's I, I, I just based on that final look that he gives you you would think he would just be fed up and just be like no i'm just surviving out here and that's it and there's no not even any veneer of or an attempt to portray myself as some romantic um uh what is that called waldo ralph waldo emerson transcendentalist okay i was like why do i recognize that name english class that's (laughs) that's right um yeah, uh, but it it he's he's still going basically. Like he's he's up to his old tricks. Yeah, he's he's exactly well, not exactly the same, but he's essentially doing the same things as he was before. And like, what I would picture him doing after what happens at the end of Red Dead Two is like becoming like a mountain man, like finding like a gang of people and just living out in the mountains, just well, doing nothing. I mean, he did. He does but he's have robbing a gang of people banks, in the mountains. Yeah, but okay. he's robbing banks on the side, which is not what mountain men do. I think his final um, words with John will speak to that once we get to that point. Uh, but anyway, so he, he shoots the woman. Any, anything else you want to say about this scene? No, that's pretty much it. That's, that's about it. He leaves and John has to catch the dead woman. Yep. John's Sh- gotta... That is just brutal though, right? Like like in um, the beginning of Red Dead 2, the fact that Dutch allegedly shot a innocent woman or girl, they call her. Yep. Um, I think they imply it was in the face or they say that it was in the face then. I think so, yeah. yeah. It was meant to be, like, disturbing and, um, like a, like a change in character for him. And now mm-hmm. we encounter Dutch in, like, what feels like a routine robbery for him and he just does it for a, no apparent reason. Like, th- this is what bothers me about this. He could have let her go and the same in fact it would have been more valuable for him to just let her go without shooting her because then she would have been in between him and it would have made sense for the escape right yes but it is just like obscenely brutal and needlessly cruel to shoot this woman who has nothing to do with anything that you're like this woman is not the government that's trying to bring you down dutch she's just some woman who's working at a bank um no you got to prove he's a villain somehow right well, I think you could do that by le- while also letting him hold this crazy philosophy and live to it. But as um, as Ross actually ends up saying, he basically has Dutch's number figured out where he says, mm-hmm. um, it's one thing to, to wax poetic about how beautiful a flower is. It's another thing to kill a man for not oh, thinking yeah. it's beautiful. Uh, but in this case, it isn't even that. It's worse than that this woman might believe everything that Dutch says. Like, theoretically, like, why... Technically possible. Why would he just kill her like that? I think it is just just to show his brutality and to just... Well, remember, if you're playing Red Dead 1 in 2010, you don't have the prior knowledge of who Dutch is. So you gotta gotta show her right there. You gotta kill him. Or you gotta kill kill the girl. That is... That is really funny that you would be like tentative like i don't know you you sort of would build up an, an expectation an assumption that the person that you're going after is a criminal because yeah why else would the agents care to send you after him 
but I guess you wouldn't really know like what caliber of criminal he is or what relationship John has with him. Yeah, so that's so an, actually right an interesting there. lens to see this as like the first encounter with Dutch. Um, man, yeah. I'm, uh, it, it is sad. And it, it, it sort of makes me not want to play another game where I play as Dutch. Like just this scene alone is just like, I don't want to turn into this guy, you know? Well, maybe you don't have to in the game until the very end. <laughs> I don't want Eventually to. Eventually you will. I don't want to. Maybe he's good back in the, back in the old days. I want to I want to play as that woman in the bank leading up to her death. I don't think you do. <laughs> Balancing some spreadsheets. Is that I guess you would do that <laughs> is back then. Is that a then. thing back then? Is is a spreadsheet a digital only concept or is it I mean I think like a a piece of parchment with vertical and horizontal lines crossing each other was that what you call a a little ahead of your time or a little a little ahead of uh Mm, hmm. a little ahead of all right cover form i'm gonna google spreadsheet real quick you're actually gonna google this i'm like half joking but (laughs) i assume spreadsheets would exist back then maybe they're just called sheets and the spread is like they spread out over a screen right no you made i made him smile so he thought it was somewhat funny all right ready what do we got the definition according to Oxford languages is an electronic document in which data is arranged in rows and columns of a grid and can be manipulated and used in calculations. Hmm. It's also used as a verb to user create a spreadsheet. Oh, let me just spreadsheet my data real quick. Yeah, That's no one says that. Never use that no one no says one. that. Are you kidding me? Write this in if you, you use, use if you use the word spreadsheet as a verb, write in. And use that use that word in a sentence as a verb. I want to hear it. You know who doesn't use spreadsheet as a verb? Webster's. That's why you use Webster's dictionary. Why? Oh, is are you looking because at it now? I don't. I don't know, but I'm assuming they don't because they're not stupid. Merriam-Webster. Hey, let's see, man. Let's let's find out. <laughs> um, a guarantee. A computer that allows the entry, computer. calculation, and storage of data in columns and rows. Oh, I'm sorry. A computer program. Yeah, oh, okay. it, that wouldn't have made sense. <laughs> Um, it's also a ledger layout modeled by such a program. And no, I don't think, yeah, it doesn't say that it's, it's useful as a verb in Webster. How you called that? You got, you got Webster figured out, man. Webster's my go-to. I don't even, what did you use? Oxford? It's just what Google presents me with. Yeah. This is why Uh, I use Bing. I think Bing defaults to Webster. Don't use Bing. That's, that's absurd. (laughs) I don't know. You know how much money I've made off Bing from reward points? How much? In the last like five years, like $86. That's not bad five years five years but of that's without sub- trying that's without trying to make money you can make like like 60 or 70 dollars a year if you really <laughs> try wow 60 or 70 dollars a year off doing what you'd normally do you just said if i tried i think if i tried i could probably make at least three well that's like going out of your way to like do all the stupid things that bing has to like oh do this quiz or whatever like no one cares about <laughs> i don't care about that but i've made 86 just doing normal web searches not going out of my way at all but you're getting suboptimal, subpar results. Actually, hey. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I think Google has too much information. So you should. Everyone should use DuckDuckGo. Really? Um, reward points? No, they have privacy. Then why would I use them? <sighs> so How our I- <laughs> our email, by the way, is reddeadcast@gmail.com. I think we haven't said that yet this episode. So if you do oh, want to write in, write into reddeadcast@gmail.com, and we will happily read it. Um, moving on, Brevin, I think we might have lost the thread a little bit, so help me out here, will you? 
Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about, let's see, what do we do? Oh, the Professor mission! <laughs> this is this guy, finally, he's probably going to be Also known as the this. Prodigal Son Returns to Yale. Yeah, the yep, that one. Um, so let's, oh yeah, so you meet up with the Professor, you go to his little house or whatever he's got, his little, um, his little store, office. Yeah. Office, yeah. Um, you're talking, doing whatever, and Dutch just shows up. I don't how does I don't know how he knows. Maybe he saw your horse outside. You are blazing through this, Brevin. Let's take a step back. Why don't we? Remember, we just had the mission where we went with Nostus and oh, the professor yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. to meet these so-called savages and I guess interview them. He wanted to also get skin from their heels to take back to the lab and perform tests on. I'm, I'm glad you remember that because I don't remember that. All this professor Not wants to do part. is conduct research into what makes savages different he has this hypothesis that um something is fundamentally different about native americans probably any other non-white race let's be honest because this Mm -hmm. professor is terrible um that is not my opinion if i need to make that clear it is your opinion that the professor's terrible but oh (laughs) yeah no i love the professor let me be clear (laughs) um but uh, Nostus gets killed, and um, it, what? Well, what's so funny is we get like this really—I don't want to say heartfelt, but like dire rant from the Native American guy who's like, "I have no like what." Else? I think someone makes some suggestion as to like, "Why are you helping Dutch or something?" Like, what are you trying yeah. to prove or do? And he's like, "I have no land or people or family or culture to go back to. You've destroyed it all." Yeah. Um. And then he, which that's something that Dutch talks about in this mission. Well, he doesn't talk about it; he mentions it. But continue. And of course, the takeaway for <laughs> the professor guy—he doesn't have some revelation about savagery or anything. He just says that was scary, and now he wants yeah. to leave and go back to Yale, which he yeah, complained he about so much um, when it was convenient, and now he wants to return. Yeah. Um, so as you're talking about trying to t- trying to get him out of there, Dutch shows up. Dutch shows up and what is I don't I really don't understand this where he's like he's like I'm here for for you and your professor boy or something and then yeah. John's like why and he says basically just cuz yep <laughs> which is just like what like why They're just there to wreak havoc that's all that's essentially it maybe maybe he's just going there to like get the edge on John because he actually views him as a threat and he wants to like snuff him out before he mm. gets a chance. But it's, it's just funny that he says that he's there for the professor when the professor is like a nobody, essentially. Yeah, literally no one. And how does he even know about the professor? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do love, and this, this okay, I gotta start reading my notes, but this actually made me laugh out loud. Well, first of all, the professor's arms are so messed up because of all the heroin. Don't do heroin. Oh, folks. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's what it is anyway. I mean, maybe it's like opioids. It's not names, or op- but yeah, yeah. It's something. Something with a needle. Um, <laughs> when, <laughs> when, he's, when he says like, he, so the professor turns to John after this revelation that Dutch is outside and he says, you got to help me escape. And John basically says, <laughs> I wrote like, this down too. Yeah. No, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch them tear you from limb to limb uh limb from limb rather uh, that was yep, a terrible yep. delivery but it in you, if you fun. played it you know what i'm talking about and it was hilarious because john says it like totally straight faced yeah and then he goes just kidding <laughs> like i'm just kidding yeah 
Like, it, the funniest, I don't know, this, this individual scene shows more depth to John's character than anything else I've seen. Yeah, like, I thought it was hilarious. Too. Uh, I thought it was really so good. And I love the fact, funny. too, how we, John's like, so what we're going to do is we're going to run and we're going to escape over the rooftops. And then the <laughs> professor's like, well, thank you so much. And he's like, don't thank me. We're still here. We got to go do it first <laughs> for your sake. Yeah. If anything, John is good for a laugh in these tense situations. I will yes. say that. Um, yeah, so you, you go up onto the rooftop and there's this, I failed this interaction so many times. Oh, wait, wait, we, you run into a room and there's like two people fondling each other. We, <laughs> yes, that, yep. I don't yep. know why that's there. I mean, that's, that really feels like a rated M game. I know. I know. It feels like one of these like rock star things where it's like, what can we include to bump our rating up? You know, um, it really isn't that interesting though. It's not, it's, there's no nudity. No, no, it's not. <laughs> then it would be interesting. I mean, yeah, now we're talking. Uh, <laughs> but no, the professor goes up the ladder. And of course, there's someone up there waiting for him. And you need yep. to shoot the guy who's holding him hostage. Yep. And I failed this like five times. Did you Why fail you this at all? Eye? Just Deadeye. I, I used Deadeye. Well, actually, I, I was sort of going out of my way to not use it because I, I knew I would need it later. Remember, I'm playing on on hardcore, so I need to like actually oh, think yeah, about yep, my usage. About um, I I think that was my problem, really. And also, I I just like every time I start playing, like the first time in a week, I just forget how squishy John is in hardcore. He takes like actually two shots sometimes. That's insane. Um, that really is. Yeah, no. So you you need to like use cover and be smart about it. Anyway, you do this, and then there's a sniper sequence. Um. Everyone else has snipers, though, which makes it difficult. And You know what I use in this part? What? The, just the pistol. The high-powered pistol? They yeah. were so far just, away, though. I just dead-eyed them, but it was so fun. Like, you know, I love using that pistol and doing all eight shots in dead-eye. Oh, man. Because he, he shoots it so fast in dead-eye. <laughs> it's like... It's awesome. I love that pistol. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, mean, great. you can't go wrong with that, man. I use the, I use the sniper rifle. I... I basically mained the sniper rifle this play session um i love it i thought that you were going to get the upgraded rifle at this point isn't is i thought so too because they have there's like guns up there but i think maybe that was in the previous mission but there is a different sniper rifle right like a multi-chamber one um i think so multi-chamber that's not what you say but yeah but i understand what you meant you know what i mean multiple bullets in in the gun at once Yeah, yeah 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 Anyway, Not a single chamber. Uh, I, you end up getting horses and you ride. I, by the way, I tried to jump and land on my horse like I do out of the saloon, and I missed the horse, and I still survived, which was just funny oh, wow, to watch okay. John like jump for, like two stories and just like land and just get on a horse. Mm, I also found out too if you go down, if you slide down a ladder while someone is on the ladder with you, it freaks the game out. The game has no idea what to do. It makes you like go like both people just go in a ragdoll. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. But you you like let go of the ladder. Yeah, but like as soon as you press Y to slide down, both of you guys just let go of the ladder and go in a ragdoll. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's funny. That might be intentional. Where it's like we can't handle this otherwise. Let's just ragdoll anyone that's <laughs> on the ladder. Off. Yeah. <laughs> um and now now you're riding up to manzanita post to get him to the train station yep um and i have some quotes that that the professor says that i feel 
might actually get to the theme and the explanation of the direction with this game. Does and do you does anything stand out to you on the com- about the conversation? Not that I remember, because wasn't it mostly wasn't it just about like not understanding savages, or was there anything really profound? So he says, "I dreamt, I dreamt of documenting the last days of the old West, the romance, the honor, the nobility, but it turns out it's just people killing each other." And then John says, "It always was, Professor. The old West ain't quite dead yet. Um, it always was, Professor, and the old West ain't quite dead yet." So, is this game all about just shattering the notion of romanticism in the Wild West by portraying it as just, like, criminals without any real sense of morality? And even even the Mexico segment, like, it's not a, it's not a romantic revolution where, like, like Alexander Hamilton style, not going to throw mm. away my shot. Like, no, it's just people who, like, take That's advantage of peasants. That's that song that I was thinking of. I can remember the words what what do you mean the one that's like not gonna throw away my shot you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah i know what you're yeah, talking about I, com- I wanted to mention it but i couldn't remember the exact words so i just didn't bother so that was it it's a I great like, song. Really song it's yeah, a great it a song. song oh man i you i'm so happy that you enjoyed it i'm i was sort of paranoid when i was telling you about it you were gonna be like this is weird and i don't like this and then no, I'd be like, i'm never okay. gonna say something's weird well maybe i will but i won't just shrug it off you i'm you can you finish it for next week is that yeah, something sure you can commit can. to okay yeah. do it so we can we can do a uh so you can we'll, ask me what it's about and i can say it had music <laughs> we'll do a separate uh hamilton reflection at podcast and we'll put up just that episode <laughs> perfect um okay so so he says yeah it uh the romance the honor and the nobility turns out just people killing each other so is that is that where the writing of this game comes from where they're like we're gonna do a wild west game but it's not gonna be like little kids playing cowboys and indians it's gonna be like the real grizzly and maybe even exaggerated grizzly nature of just people killing each other well i Um, mean i think there's a i've read a lot of you know talks about themes in this game in the sense that like you know the whole cowboy movement is dying and this might be like the last remnants of the cowboy movement in the sense of like the good old cowboys you know what i'm talking about are you talking about the west literally in the game or the notion of cowboys in popular media cowboys in no not in popular media in like history that this is like the last great hurrah for for cowboys because after this they're they're essentially gone like this is the end so of the outlaw the wild west outlaw well i think i think they they put the games are most interesting or not just games any piece of fiction or history is the most interesting at points of transition right Mm -hmm. so we have the urbanization of something like blackwater i don't even know if you would call it that i guess i guess for its time it was yeah. Um, rubbing up against the savagery or wild nature of the West, um, and then the Native Americans as well, um, and I think, like, yes, that is what they're the, what they're trying to capture, but they're also going out of their way to not romanticize it and to make it feel grounded and real and just like sort of sad with like woman and banks getting shot in the face for no reason. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I, th- I, cause I, you know how we keep th- saying like, what the heck is this professor character? Why are we spending time with him? What is, mm-hmm. what even is this? And I think that yeah. was, is what Rockstar is trying to do is like subtly hint at like 
they're, they're using the professor to and, and the satire of him like like they they expect us to look at him and roll our eyes and say like obviously this guy is totally wrong in everything he says but they're using that as a platform of positioning themselves and their perspective like if rockstar made this character and he was saying all of these things in, the, in a flat tonation and he wasn't a drug user and he was just saying like oh yeah savages are different because of this and this and this then we would probably assume that that's how rockstar felt yeah yeah but because they're making fun of this guy we assume that they are making fun of him and they actually don't believe that there are inferior races and stuff yeah um he's essentially a parody yeah and now this final conversation with him he's saying i always dreamt of visiting the west because i thought it would be romantic and there would be people you know, saving saving towns from bank robbers and saving damsels in distress or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's really just people killing each other. And maybe maybe our issue, Brevin, is that we went to Mexico expecting romanticism and we found just people killing each other. Yeah, we found a brutal war. We are the no... professor, Brevin, and I got a needle uh, sticking I'd, right I'd out of my arm. I definitely don't want to be the professor. <laughs> I think I'd rather be Seth than be let's the go back to Yale. He'd rather be Seth than the professor. Oh, that would Seth be isn't, that Seth isn't be. a racist. <laughs> Seth loves all dead races equally. <laughs> oh man, gross. Uh, I don't want to be Seth. No, with those hands, I I take I take the professor's arms over Seth's hands. Yeah, that's fair. And that's you fair. get to enjoy the drugs, right? <laughs> don't course, do drugs. Yeah kids or anyone for that matter um Only kids don't do drugs right <laughs> yeah you need to grow up before you can do drugs uh okay brevin so with that you bring him to the train station and you give him a not really fond farewell but he hugs john which is funny did he i don't even remember that i think so i think he gives john a, a hug where he's like thank you for saving my life but, like, why Why does John even care? Like, why is John saving this guy's life and not saving the Mexican peasant girl's life? Because like, that is why, that is what bothers me. This guy is is scum of the earth, basically. Video game. Ah, Brevin. He, he has no reason to like this guy. Stuff. No, he, there, there's absolutely no reason. He is the reason why Nostas is dead, right? Yep. I mean maybe his doctoring saved Nostas' life at some point but uh, i hate him i don't like him and i hate well, that luckily he's gone why yeah but why does he get to survive uh maybe that's the point is that there's maybe no romanticism maybe, maybe that train gets in a crash and he immediately died right after you don't know we got to read the newspapers <laughs> i'm sure it back. says he was given the nobel prize or something oh impossible <sighs> So, all right, are we done with this professor? Well, I just wanted to say that John saying goodbye to the professor at the train station reminded me of Arthur and all the people he said goodbye to at train stations, and that made me oh, sad. Yeah, that's true. That does, yeah. <sighs> that's the only time you say bye to someone at a train station in this game. But it's a very common occurrence in Red Dead 2. Yeah, Red Dead 2 reason. is like five re- five times when you do it. That least. is funny. What is up with that? It's like it's like they need to get rid of a character and like this is the easiest way. Easiest way. Let's count them up. right now. Who did you say goodbye to All at right. train station? Military guy. Military guy. That's an easy one. Um, um, uh, the crazy religious guy, drunk. I can't remember his name. Oh, the priest. Important. Yeah, priest. Well, actually, um, the priest. If you don't have the encounter with the nun, but he otherwise still it's the nun. 
So, so none, we count those two as separate. Yeah, we'll count those two as separate. Um, hold on. Hold Romeo on. and so Juliet. Be yes, Romeo and Juliet. Yep. Braithwaite and Greymane. Greymane <laughs> and Battleborn <laughs> uh, romance. Yes, there's at least one more. Hold on. There has to be. I know there is. Mary? No, you don't see Mary. You don't say bye to Mary. You, you say bye letter. to Mary the last time you see her in person, I believe. But that's not technically like a goodbye. And you might, yeah, you might not even know that you weren't going to see her ever again. Oh, Arthur. Oh. I miss Arthur. I want there to, someone to make a mod for Red Dead 2 for a happy ending. <laughs> I want them to get all the voice actors together and make a happy ending mod. It doesn't exist, Brevin. It doesn't no, exist. And it's I the same is true to. for life, and the same is true for Mexico, apparently. And just don't even why, try. Why can't... You know, all they'd have to do is put me in Beecher's Hope as Arthur, and then I marry Mary, and then we live in Beecher's Hope together. Isn't that a little weird? <sighs> No, I well, don't you like got You got to think. We can't ask the modders to make like a whole new location. Let's just use Beecher's Hope. Let's reuse some elements, and we can, can't, you know, turn a blind yeah, eye. You know what? They probably could actually just like replace John's um, assets in the built house building song and just put Arthur in there. That's what I mean. And then have Mary in the background, and then we could have Charles. Oh, not Charles. That wouldn't really make sense. I don't know who else would go with them, but well, Charles is there in the. Epilogue we can have for John, John be uncle. And then John never marries Abigail, and he just moves in. And then we could have Abigail as like the kid model, but like put her as normal size. And then so essentially, they you get rid of what the look on your face. Have her because, as the well, well, no. Think about the age. We're just replacing a model because Jack doesn't exist in this circumstance. Well, I guess he would still, but we'll get rid of him because we don't have enough models to do all this. We just oh, have to replace. So all you're these looking at it as team. like you have these models already. We have four you can models only replace to replace the with. skin. So you're going to replace yes. the Jack skin with the an Abigail scaled down. <laughs> no, not scaled down. No, you. What you should do is you should you should use Arthur's horse that doesn't die in this reality and make them stand oh, up yeah. like a toddler and walk around on two Genius. legs. This is why we're here. We solved it. Now it's a nightmare. I don't want to live this reality <laughs> with with tiny horses walking around on their hind legs. No, thank you. <sighs> Moving on, Previn, to end, you will know the truth. Oh, we couldn't think of the final person that he says goodbye to at a train station. Yeah, we couldn't. So I just stopped trying to think of it. That's It'll come I... to us. I mean, I feel like there's so many. Right in, if you know what one that we're <laughs> There's missing. so many, isn't there? There's four. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this Ross is... Mission. Yes, you walk into the to the office, and this is the one where Ross and Archer, I think is the name of the other agent. Yes, Archer is the name. Are going back and forth about um, Dutch's morality or something. Because, you know, yep. John says something like, you know, he was a good person at one point, and we're, we were better people than you or something. And Ross is like, <laughs> he keeps saying, I'm not a great intellect, but... But, I'm going to say yeah. this. <laughs> He's like one of those nature writers from back east, but he takes it a step too far, which is funny because we know that Dutch was a prevalent or devoted reader of the guy, the, the oh, author yeah, yeah. guy. I don't remember yeah. what his name is exactly. I don't exactly. remember his name either, but I know what you're talking about. Who was meant to be like a um, transcendentalist writer guy. Yeah. So what I said is like, he basically, Ross has Dutch all figured out. Like, if, if anything, at least Ross has confidence in his convictions and he's able to say, like, I'm drawing a line here. This is right. This is wrong. Mm -hmm. Do I like Ross? 
No. But at least he like can... S- what do you mean I don't like Ross? Like, all right, do you not like Ross as a character, or you just don't like him, like, in general? He's, like, a smarmy, annoying guy, and he... I don't think he's annoying. Oh, I come think he, on. I think he plays a good role of, a, of like, the bad cop in this game. I think it... I, I like his character. Is that I, bad? Okay, I, I I appreciate his character because yes. of the the line he walks, and I yeah. well, I was actually just about to compliment him when you made me, you know, derail. But <laughs> like, I, I I appreciate that compared to John. John is all wishy washy. He doesn't even have any legs to stand on or know which yep. ways up. He's just sort of like family devotion to your wife, and that's all he knows <laughs> about confidently. Yeah. Um. It, at least Ross is able to say, like, okay, I'm going to make a judgment here, and I'm going to say that government is boring, and um, as much as it would be fun to just live and be savage all the time, some people need to... I keep using the word savage. That's a very loaded word. I, li- I just mean as opposed to civilization in this context. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Ross yeah. uses that word anyway. Um, <sighs> sorry, what, what was I saying? Talking about, um, you know, civilization's boring, but... Yes, so so at least he sort of is is establishing a philosophy. I actually think, um, if I have, if, if I'm able to... Can I give you, give some life advice, Brevin? Let's, let's hear some life advice. If you want to be successful, establish, first of all, reconcile your impending doom so that you know you're going to die, right? Mm-hmm. Realize that and really internalize Accept it. Accept it. Because every moment that passes will never be again and you only have so much time right mm-hmm. that's true and once you once you realize that you can use that to fuel you and it will actually i think a lot of people have issues in that they're insecure and they're like oh geez i don't know i couldn't do that like me i can't be a i can't be a paratrooper or something mm-hmm. i probably literally cannot be a paratrooper because i don't have the physical or you know <laughs> courage to do that so maybe that's a very extreme example, <laughs> but whatever it is your dream is, or you know, be a chef. Let's go with within that. reason. Yeah, I like the chef one. That that that's approachable. Um, <laughs> paratrooper. Uh, <laughs> like if you realize, you know what, I can sit around and say I can't be a chef someday, or I can realize I'm gonna die at one point, and I might as well just do whatever it is I want to do right now, assuming yep. that you're not infringing on other people's rights or you know hurting people. Um, so there you go. And oh, oh, all of this to say, like the sooner you you can establish a philosophy and understanding and value system, which of course will ever be growing and changing. But if you can have confidence and conviction in your values, like Alexander Hamilton, as opposed to Aaron Burr, then you will get far in life and be able to do whatever you want to do. Basically using your core and your, your internal code of ethics as guidance rather than the expectations and uh, reactions of those around you, which is the trap mm-hmm. that so many people fall in. And uh, eight hour, four hour work week, the book that I was reading made some point about how uh, people say, you know, oh I, oh, I couldn't start a business online. Like nobody really does that, which this is an outdated example because the book is from 10 years ago and maybe yep, yep. it's less like, uh, the point that he's trying to make is like because there's a common notion that things are hard and it, you're unlikely to, su- to succeed at doing, you know, becoming an astronaut or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. People aren't trying to be astronauts because they already say I can't be an astronaut. 
So therefore, there's now a much smaller pool of people actually trying to be astronauts. So just in trying, your chances are better than they would have been mm -hmm. if like everyone was actually just setting out to be an astronaut or believing in their own abilities, you know. That's like all I'm that. trying That's to say. That's a very interesting way. I've never thought about looking at things that way. So Brevin... Like difficult things. Yeah, exactly. And just do it because you're going to die. That's the whole point, man. Just do I'm it. I want to be a chef. That's what I'm Is that what you want to do? No, I don't want to be a chef. I would love to be an amateur chef in the sense of like being able to cook like nice meals for myself. Because I'm not going to make fun of my own meals, right? <laughs> I mean, you could. I, if, you, if it's the pancake with like the strawberry eyes and the whipped cream mouth you can make fun, of that. make fun of that have some fun yeah, exactly. have some fun well <laughs> similarly if you don't want to do something don't do that either because then you're also wasting your time yeah i think um, i think dutch has this notion that you just explained except there's no rules to it well so like you said like don't hurt other people dutch is just like i'm just gonna do what i want because i'm gonna die anyway yes and as much as i dislike ross and i would not go to his cookouts and stuff like i think at least maybe he probably makes him make some good sausage or something like he has some specialty <laughs> meal that he puts together some i don't know what it would be yeah um <laughs> but yeah like that's my point is that at what he's done is is in, is smart in deciding okay this is who i am this is what i believe and i will live my life like he is he is an agent putting himself in danger at the end of the day to mm -hmm. enact these policies that he believes in so i have to give him credit there i don't like all of his policies and i think he oversimplifies things and is unsympathetic or empathetic he's definitely unempathetic but sure. I, at the same time like what do i want him to do empathize with john marston the guy who is in a gang and is now trying to live a life quietly with his family that he doesn't deserve because of all the families that he ruined with his career i don't know man like this uh it's hard it's, it's tough and i thought it was really funny too when the, when the beginning of the, when this mission starts john walks in there and he's like i've done what you asked and in my mind i was like john you haven't done at all what he's asked like that's not even question that's not even no but remember make an argument. he originally only asked him to get bill williamson well yeah but then he told him we got to get dutch too but so like that's been updated and no john you have not done the, the updated version well of okay if john was smart and he got like a legal agreement laid out originally it would have only said get bill williamson mm -hmm. and he fulfilled that obligation and then they strung him along more so if john in that context is saying i did what you asked he got bill williamson and also javier escuela was like a bonus i guess i don't know I, isn't that weird they, he, they, and they also don't talk about it like i don't think he says to abigail that he saw javier at all no that later never on comes in a conversation I don't think. Um, it's only bill yeah i was like yeah that is funny maybe it was so uneventful that he forgot you know what i think actually maybe they maybe they made the latter part of the game earlier before javier was even a thing and then they were like oh shoot guys like the game isn't long enough we need to pad it out what we can do ah mexico and then they thought okay ah, who's mexico. yeah yeah anyway um so <laughs> what happens next brevin i am like right. so lost so uh we talked about that oh yeah so we're gonna we're gonna go get dutch essentially <laughs> yeah so you're in the back of the armored truck yeah, yeah isn't this crazy i didn't realize we were this close to finishing like yeah this is it this, this is the, the, this mission is the mission where we get Dutch. Yeah. My gosh. And we get to we get to ride around in an armored car. I will say I'm satisfied that we got this 
um, perspective right at the end. Like you, you can sort of tell that the game is closing us on like how we should feel about Dutch at this point and yeah. getting everyone's perspectives on him. Um, what's funny is, <laughs> okay, so you're driving in a Blackwater and immediately Ross says, don't touch the trigger until we get out of Blackwater. And of course, I immediately pull the trigger and like shoot. Just no, I don't shoot anyone, but I shoot around. Yeah, you just shot up in the sky. And a stranger, not well, obviously a stranger, but like a random NPC on the street, yeah. not, a, not a soldier or anything, was like freaked out by it and he pulled his gun out and shot me like oh a revolver God. and because i'm playing on hardcore it just killed me right away <laughs> which is so funny it's realistic he was worried yeah don't touch that trigger until we get out of black water and then he just does it and gets killed by a random That's what happens when you don't listen citizen to <sighs> anyway so you're riding up there this truck is pretty cool i gotta say i forgot about this i mean i, oh, I completely forgot about this part yeah I, I remembered, um, like, I, 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 it's not like it's not familiar to me, but I forgot that you, I, I only remember the car that you drive in for, like, Yes, the that's the only one I remembered. But it's cool, because you're, as you're going around, like, people are reacting and saying, like, oh, wow, look at that war machine and stuff like that. Um, and you should see the stuff that we're building in Virginia or something. It's something that Ross says. Uh, yeah, so you're, you're driving in the back of this truck, and... I'm trying oh. to if this if go ahead. I'm well, there's go. there's just like conversation where like Ross is talking to Archer and he says he says no mistakes this time and then he pauses and then he says you hear that Marston and then John says I thought you were talking to Fordham, <laughs> which is Archer, <laughs> um, which is weird because it just seems like a normal like thing that I would do in real life. Like if I'm like yep, yep. on the phone and someone says something, and I'm like oh you're talking to me. That's a bad example. Maybe like a three-way phone call. I know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, were you going to say something? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure this is during this part when you're you're getting... It's either right after you um, get blown up in the armored car or right before. But either way, I'll just bring it up now. There was this funny... Well, it wasn't really funny, but I just thought it was it was, it was was witty and quick of Ross to talk about how, like, if, if John doesn't want to do it, you know, the last person who knows Dutch well is is his wife so we're they're gonna make what you know what uh abigail do it and then john's like nope i'll do it it's fine i wrote that, that down part? too isn't that so weird like what right, is he su- suggesting they would use abigail as bait or like give abigail a gun and be like all right abigail <laughs> i think it's just using the fact that you know we're gonna basically essentially kill your wife yeah i think that we're gonna send her into a battle if you don't do this. yeah so ross as you know he has his morals figured out sure but he's still just like a disgusting human being oh, in yeah. my opinion because he uses people as a means to an end and ultimately that yeah. is not cool um so yeah to, to roll back a little bit yeah you get in the armored car you start mowing down people um and then eventually you get close enough to the fort where this guy sets off like a tripwire bomb or something like that underneath the truck well just yeah, before we do that like I wrote that this this reminds me of you know how you read in your history book about World War One and how it sort of forced people to change military tactics because they yeah. had no concept of what a machine gun could do, so they would have like a cavalry unit charge into machine guns and just like basically everyone would die. Yeah. Um, because there's no saturation point, like you cannot overcome a line of machine guns like you could a line of infantry units. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> And this felt like that, like, it, it was still very hard, by the way, because I was, I'm, you know, 
playing. Yeah, I don't know. Playing I've said that so many times, times but it's still hard. I died several times. You need to be very careful about. It's also very hard to see people. I don't know if this is like my TV. But... No, that is. It is. Yeah, it's like dark, right? It's like dusk yeah. or something, and there's just like little bl- blotches of pixels on the horizon. Essentially, I was staring at my mini map during this, trying to figure out where people were. Yeah, yeah. And then you need to just aim because you can't use dead eye on the Gatling gun. So you just gotta yeah. spray and pray. Um, but it, it makes me like doubly sad because it's like just these Native American guys who are meeting this end by being manipulated by Dutch into getting attacked by this truck with the machine gun on it. Mm-hmm. Like, man. <sighs> and there's, there's even scenes where they're like running away from you and you're still shooting them. Yeah, I noticed that. They tell you to stop when they start retreating, but they still show up as red dots, so I still shot them. I was worried <laughs> okay, so immediately aggro. It was just you and me that kept shooting them. That wasn't something yeah. you had to do. <laughs> <It's> uh, <laughs> yeah, so you move on up to the fort. Oh, yeah, and, and it blows up. And they also had like a wagon armed with explosives they sent after you at one point. Oh, yeah, but it was so far away that like if you didn't react to it in time, <laughs> essentially you'd be asleep. Yeah. Um, but more horse deaths. Apparently they they strip explosives to carriages with horses on them twice in this game. Too bad. I'm I was I will say I was very impressed by the ability of the gang to respond to this threat. Like given the time, I would just been like, uh, oh, they got a they got a truck with a, with a machine, machine gun, gun on the back. Well think about it. I mean they at their fort they have machine guns, which we'll get to. Like, oh. So they're aware of their existence. That's true. That's true. Maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. They're so, pretty powerful. You. So does does a different mission start here? By the way. Yes, I noticed that. And a, the a truth will set you start. free is like the actual final mission, but they're just right w- running up against each other. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I used to I used to say that I liked Archer or the other agent. He seemed like sensible, but now he's saying yes, he stuff. On, on the horse ride up to the fort, he's saying things like, you can send your wife back to work. I hear she works hard. <laughs> As in, like, after you do this and you go back to, yeah. Which yep, is just yep. like, everyone keeps talking. I don't. Everyone just likes to rat on Abigail. It's just mean. Just mean. She's not even here. She can't defend herself. That's true. Um, <laughs> one thing that they say, like Ross says at some point, John was running around Mexico like a headless chicken. And that's yeah, very true. That is that's, very that's true. That's literally what happened. So, so the game is self-aware of how scattered the Mexico segment is. Isn't that weird? Is it though? Are we giving it too much credit or does that just happen to be like, oh, like you're John, you're stupid. So obviously you're running around. <sighs> I don't know, Brevin. Maybe, maybe... So maybe Archer's really knows what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, Archer, yeah, he's the one. Um, so did you actually, a- after you had the conversation with Ross and Archer, did you just ride your horse up to the mountain? Yeah, I did. If you ride up to the front of the party, you can have a conversation with the army commander guy. Oh, I did do that. Yes. Oh, okay. Is it was that... pretty short though for how long the trek is. Yeah, yeah. There is like it's a long ride for at least like three minutes but it was interesting to see because he was he's he's the nicest guy there is the army commander dude yep by the way i don't know why but i remember like killing tons of u.s army people is that weird like i have a recollection of doing that in red dead one well just wait really 
I'm pretty sure that happens right at the very end of the game. No, I don't mean that though. I think I I'm I think I thought that it it happened earlier, like before you even got Dutch, which in no, hindsight doesn't make sense. sense but yeah. I I was like waiting for that to happen. Um. Anyway, so yeah, if you if you ride up to the commander, then you can chat with them and. Oh, so I don't have much notes after this, so we'll just talk through it. And do you oh, have anything? Right. So, so you oh oh I do I didn't have... write anything about what you talk about with the general except the fact that like isn't it about like people who are gonna come out of this like you know unscathed or something like that or like well he was saying people getting hurt. It's funny how um th- like this group of people we have together like government agents, a criminal, and U.S. Oh, yeah, soldiers, yeah. and then he says my men don't even know who to take orders from anymore. Uh, yep. And I think that is why he says a lot of people are going to die. Yeah. Um, yeah. He says it's like a John says it's going to be a free for all up there. Yeah. As soon as as soon as we open those gates, it's going to be every man for themselves. And so you get up there, and he says, "You put dynamite on that gate." And someone <laughs> runs up and puts. It. <laughs> Did you catch the scene and how funny it is? No, I didn't catch it. it he puts the dynamite on the gate and lights it and runs. But and and as he's running, he was like, "Everyone, get down!" And the the so, the commander guy just does not get down. Yeah, he, just like I did looking. notice that because the explosion that. was so far away, like no one had any reason to get down. <laughs> but the guy who lit the dynamite is like cowering and making a big deal out of it. I didn't even put that all together. Yeah, no, it's it it That's was funny. really funny. Um, and then of course everyone's there waiting for you with guns and in position and everything. Yeah, uh, so you end up killing a ton of the Native Americans, like. Yes. There's like an army of people in there. Yeah. It was pretty hard. I I only died a couple of times here, I think. Um But yeah, so so you make your way up slowly. They're like in fortified positions. Eventually you get to a like a overlook into the next camp area and that's I did a lot of sniping. I basically just mm-hmm. used the sniper rifle this whole time. Um but there's just so many people. I like they yeah. It's not monster closets because they don't keep coming, but um, yeah, you just go through killing so many people. I don't know. Do you have anything to add about this seg- segment? Good old pistol. <laughs> High-powered pistol. High-powered pistol. I was actually struggling. I think I switched over to using the Henry repeater at some point. Um, like there's there's one segment where there's, a- after the initial first stage, I guess, I guess mm-hmm. after what, exactly what we're talking about now, you get to another set of gates and it's just like you and the army guy and two other people. And he's like, yeah, all right, you guys man the, or set up the TNT on the gate and John and I will cover you. Yeah. And you have to shoot the people on the, that part I almost died at. That was actually pretty difficult. (sighs) Yes. And I think I might've like had them kill the guy placing the dynamite at one point. I don't, I don't remember, but like I, the high power pistols, accuracy at that range like wasn't quite enough for me i had to use the repeater really but it might have been like my tv i couldn't see well or something oh and i wasn't using dead eye either yeah or i i can't just spam it basically yeah i i oh i do remember i used a lot of medicine because i no i used a lot of medicine in the in the machine gun part on the truck because i just had no choice basically like for me to not die there i would have had to kill everyone perfectly way in yep. advance but you they were like driving us by people and they would just have total a clear shot on me from behind and i just had yep. no choice so well and also the hitbox on the machine gun is terrible <laughs> because like you you hit the car if they're yep. in front of you you hit the car always unless yep. you aim in the sky <sighs> yeah 
how does that make it through (laughs) what like testing yeah like i feel like if i was a developer like i would catch that immediately that was like immediately noticeable well i think they catch it but like what what are they lower the hitbox make it so the car is invulnerable so like it can't be blown up or whatever and just make it so you can hit people well i I think the car isn't is invulnerable so then just lower the hitbox i think yeah i would have preferred if he was on like a raised platform with cover on the back and stuff yeah yeah i see what you mean that is funny (laughs) seems like well he's in a pickup truck so he can't shoot the cab yeah all right so you make it through and there's like well you want to introduce dutch for us yeah so you you see dutch and you start chasing him and he starts spouting off the fact that um you know you'll i'm trying to remember exactly what he says your wife is a prostitute yeah, he's just made basically. Made no, I don't. Fun I don't know that he actually says that at this point. I think he's just saying like, just you and me, John. Not, I think he yeah, says that at some like point. Like, I'm not gonna give up. Yeah, things like that. Um, so you basically chase him. You end up going through like this catacomb like thing. Wait, so wait, wait, get... wait. The machine gun though. He he's on the machine. Oh yeah. Gun. You, oh yeah. That part that was weird. That was like so like non. It, it, it reminded me of Metal Gear actually playing yeah, it this it felt time. Like a boss fight. Yeah. Um, and but he has he has two bodyguards I guess and they're just like not any not. any harder than any other people that you fight so that was sort yeah. of weird you think we would have like eight people in there but whatever yeah. and you need to move around the area and stay behind cover you can use a tense as cover which is funny I guess because he doesn't know where you are and he can't shoot mm-hmm. you um, and then you need to snipe or shoot somehow the lanterns that are hanging behind them to catch them yep. on fire. How'd you do with that, Brevin? Easy. Auto-aim, baby. Oh, my. The (laughs) the auto-aim doesn't, like, highlight the lantern, does it? Oh, it does. No way. Yeah. That is absurd. The final, like, boss encounter, it lets you auto-aim it. It lets you, yeah, I just popped two of them when I was done. You even got both of them? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is so silly. With with the high-powered pistol to make it better. No. How far away were you? All the way at the back. Are you kidding I didn't move me? Up at all. Didn't move up at all. I had to like strategically set myself up and make sure like my cursor was placed correctly while looking from behind cover so that when I did come out, it would be placed in the right spot. Because if I stayed out of cover for like actually 0.75 seconds, I would have been killed. Like that's how fast he killed me. Um, and you just use auto aim. That is hilarious. Easy auto aim. So you catch him. You you catch the thing on fire and then he's like oh gosh darn it and then he runs away because he can't stay there because it's on fire and you chase him through a bunch of buildings and ladders while he's spouting so off at you you know what's funny is he runs off to the right and then Mm -hmm. a fire starts and it's like you can't go that way but i actually sprinted through the fire and i was like i'm just gonna get him and it i survived going through the fire and when you're over there i from what I could tell, there was no way to proceed. So I, I thought it was the right thing to do to go through the fire. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, that might be a little silly to think that that's what I was supposed to do. But um, there's you just can't proceed as far as I can tell. And because if you go the other way, you go up the ladder and there's a little scene where like Dutch shoots you from a doorway. And then you go through there. Um, so yeah, you're climbing up this like mining... Sh- what do you, is that what you would call it? Like a mining cavern with ladders yeah i would say so and dutch is sort of antagonizing you as he gets to the top of the next ladder he'll yell something Mm. down 
And she was pissed off a couple times for some reason. Yeah, I'd say, like, our time's running out, John. Um, which, yeah, like, if he just waited for John to start climbing up the ladder and then he went down Shot to him. slide down, it would have... Oh, he could have He would have won. He would have ragdolled both of them, and then you would have been able to have a <laughs> brawl at the bottom of the ladder. It would have been essentially Red Dead 2 all over again. It would have been just a nice brawl down again. <laughs> Perhaps, though, this speaks to the idea that Dutch didn't really want to win this encounter i mean maybe that's a little absurd though because he was trying to kill you with a giant machine gun and i don't like he he wasn't he was trying to scare you maybe he wanted you to hit those lanterns i did die though several times that's a video that's a video game (laughs) if it was real life he would okay so what's funny is it sort of reminds me now that i think about it it's very similar to the ladder you go up in at the end of Red Dead 2 playing as Arthur, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that yeah, weird? It's really, it's really um, similar. That's intentional, right? Some There's a few things I feel like were, were that like there's one other line too when we get to it when you <gasps> when you finally trap Ooh. him that seemed really familiar. So you get to the top, Brevin, and what yeah. happens? So the first thing he says is we got to stop meeting like this. And I took that as, like, obviously, like, not a direct reference to Red Dead 2. But I, it reminded me of, I mean, essentially, the end of Red Dead 2, you meet him on a snowy clifftop. Oh. Which I don't know if it's actually a, like, they Wait. purposely did that. Wow, I never thought about that. We gotta stop meeting, because I just took it as, like, that's a, that's a thing that you say when... Is, is is it implying that you're like having an affair with someone and it's like we have to stop meeting like this is that what that is i don't think it's implying that but i could see it being used that way well obviously dutch is not implying that but it's like no i know i know jokingly I, I, like oh we have to stop meeting like this you know yes yes you get what i'm saying of, yeah I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> um I, I did not make the snowy mountain connection at all though i wasn't thinking about the end of Red Dead 2 as far as John's ending. I was thinking about Arthur's ending. Which, where... yes, it also reminded me of that too, actually. Wow, that is funny. I never... They probably did that on purpose, like the level designers or something. Um, or I guess that would be narrative as well. But uh, what's so interesting about this is Dutch throws his pistol away, right? Yes, he he, he gives up. His semi-automatic pistol, which he's, he actually... They, they had him have that back in um, Red Dead 2 as well. Yeah, which is, cool. is that a unique model for him? Can you get that pistol? Get it? What do you mean? Like, can you get acquire that pistol? Because he has a Mauser, which is that that's not what the Colt is. It's not actually a Mauser, though. It is the it, it proceeds. Um, oh, it's the yeah, I know what it is. It's not it's not a Mauser. It's the gun before. The yeah, weird one. I did I some know, research on this at one now. point. It is a weird it's a weird gun that actually looks like a prototype that didn't sell well so it's sort of um is it like a collector or something like that uh, i don't know yeah i think you're making it up but it's it's funny because like the mechanism goes back like and that's why it has that weird tumor on the back of it yeah yeah uh and the mauser managed to design design it in such a way that didn't have that which made it more practical to use and also probably more aesthetically pleasing um but it is it's the semi-automatic pistol you can get that gun in this game okay you can okay I was actually using it in some segments, and it feels, like, so pathetic in comparison to the semi-automatic pistol. But I couldn't tell if it was, like, just the sound design or if it was actually, it like, could just bad be the stats. Sound design, dude. Um, the, other, the other pistol just sounds so beefy. 
Yeah, because I, I know that the Mauser in... Oh, wait. No, the Mauser is actually in Red Dead 2 and yeah, 1 Yeah, I think it well. is actually a Mauser. Yeah. But it's... No, but Dutch's gun is not a Mauser. Dutch's gun is the semi-automatic pistol. Okay, okay. Um, And remember I had that anecdote last time or last season where I said I the Mauser in Red Dead 1 is fully automatic, but in Red Dead 2, it's semi-automatic. And I, yes, that was I like really annoying to me because i bought the mauser expecting to be full auto and it wasn't and then i thought yep. i was having one of the berenstein bears moments or whatever i do remember that exactly um okay <laughs> all that being said he throws his pistol away and what's weird to me why is he so beat up did you notice that he's like he always looks beat up no looks no like he's getting abused he has like gunshots in him but there was no all that happened shots i don't remember that uh, he he had bruises at least I don't know he looked like he was bleeding like on the brink of death. Oh, I do remember seeing him holding his like chest. I do remember that yeah. distinctly. But all that happened was you lit a fire and he ran away. Like he didn't have burns. Maybe he's got heart issues and like running all that. <laughs> That's what it is. It Going up. I mean, actually, like if I went up all those ladders, I would be dying. That's what I mean, dude. You'd be hold. You'd be holding like like. <gasps> But I, I want to watch this the actual video because I feel like he looks like he's injured as if you shot him a bunch of times. It, I did get that feeling. I thought about that. I was like, I remember shooting him. But, no, but I don't think you do. Um, unless you're supposed to like try to shoot him as he's running. I, I don't know. That seems weird. Um. So, yeah. So, <clears throat> my whole life, all I ever did was fight, but I can't give up fighting. I can't fight my own nature. And this is Dutch's parting words for John. I've got and, a plan, John. It. <laughs> he does say that. No, he don't. Wait, does he say that? Yeah, he says that. He oh, says I that. missed I that. Oh, that's that? awesome. Well, I, yeah, I'm sure I that. listened to it, but I didn't make that connection. Yep. He says, "I've got a plan, John." Oh my gosh, that is so poetic. And then you know what John says? What? You always have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> but but so Red Dead Two retroactively created that meme. So that this scene would have more impact. More of an impact, yeah. That's insane. I never yep. even thought of that. I I just thought of it as like the meme. You know, you, you know the memes online with like oh, yeah, the I know funny exactly cartoons. Yeah. I've got a plan, Arthur. Oh man. That's we sad. Need more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Okay, so well, okay, before we move on, I I just want to talk about like my whole life, all I ever did was fight. I can't give up fighting. I can't fight my own nature, which is his paradox, he says. Yes. And I think that speaks to why he's still robbing banks and shooting women in the face at this uh, later age and after he's, his gang has fallen apart. Um, and it's sort of like a response to my previous line of questioning where I was like, wouldn't he just be like a bear man, like you said, living in the woods, doing nothing? Mm-hmm. Uh, really being a transcendentalist if you actually wanted to do that. But I think it is just like, he doesn't know how to do anything else and he even in fighting it cannot um which is probably ultimately why he led the gang to its destruction because he wasn't able to see a way out that wasn't using violence and the outlaw lifestyle and now he's finally run out of time couldn't settle down you can't it's a lot to ask for I would imagine Dutch just like as a normal guy. How would he be? He'd probably be an alcoholic 
and yeah, I, he'd be Irish. Whoa, whoa! What are you trying to say? Oh, you he'd mean like, like the character the... <laughs> Irish? <laughs> okay, he'd be like an Irish person, right? <laughs> I'm not saying that. Oh man, maybe he'd be like Irish, like getting in fights with nuns in in an alleyway, <laughs> totally drunk. Uh, no, I mean, I think literally, like, the character of Dutch would never settle down, and that is sort of the point, that he yeah. is so obsessed with his belief system, um, but also, like, his thirst for violence, I think, is something that we probably don't talk about a lot. Like, he's not just a normal guy with a belief system. He's violent and malicious to some extent. Um, sure. yeah, so... He's got a plan. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And he starts to slowly walk backwards, right? Yep. And this harkens back to, I believe it was Dave's comment that says, Dutch walks away from everything. Even in the final encounter with John, he walks away, which is just incredible. It's pretty poetic. His final moments, he walks away. He walks away from injured John on the train. He walks away from John on the frozen mountaintop. Mm -hmm. He doesn't run away from threats. He slowly walks away from them. To his death. <laughs> yep. And he says, our time is up. Our time is past, John. Um, when I'm gone, they'll find another monster. They have to justify their wages. And something that John says that really struck, struck me is that's their business. Yeah. But he's saying it as like, mind your own business. That's their business. If it yep. like, as if, you know, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. But you can also read it like that is their business as in they are in that's the business of yeah. hunting down quote unquote savages, people who do not fit within the mold of civilization. Mm-hmm. And if if John was aware enough to say it and maybe he's, you know, subconsciously saying it that way, then he would know that Dutch is ultimately right. And that they will find another monster, and that monster is mm-hmm. John. Um, so, so what really creeped me out? Ultimately, what happens is Dutch keeps walking backwards. And do you have anything else to add? Pretty much it. For he takes that a final step, and he falls, falls. to yep. his death. And I something Ooh, that I that. never thought about until now is he does not scream. Oh yeah, he's silent. Yeah. Every time you see someone fall to their death, it's always like, obviously in fiction, I have not seen this in real life, thankfully, um, accompanied by a scream. Even if it's like someone who is trying to kill themselves with jumping off a building or something, like they tend to be in a state of distress and, you know, concerned about the ground rapidly approaching them. And that's because they didn't, well, Dutch doesn't look at the ground. He falls backwards. (laughs) That's... And also, I think even if he did look at the ground, he would be serene. I think this is Dutch finally satisfied. I, did, have you listened to the song Satisfied yet? You'll never be satisfied in Hamilton. Is, no, I don't think so. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Um, not really related to what I'm talking about. I just wanted to ask you that. No, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, Dutch falls to his death, and I think it is actually like peace for him because he has just been the old dog who can't learn new tricks just living out his rote life without any satisfaction i mean what ultimately like what is dutch living for at this point 
His own beliefs. That's it. And then, and then it makes me question: What was Dutch living for when he was with the gang, anyway? Because he didn't even money. Yeah, we just need more money. Like, what was he really? I don't think he was. I think, I think it was just he he invented the rat race in his head just to keep himself moving. Yeah, but he wasn't really. Like we said, embracing the transcendentalist lifestyle of appreciating the moment, meditating, being present in social interactions and appreciating the people around you. He just used people and said, we got a job to do. We have to rob this carriage, blah, blah, blah. Um, he just wanted to be in control and to just, yeah. Just do what he wants. And finally, he, has an excuse. he doesn't have his impulses holding him back or driving him in his death. That's the end of Dutch. Dave, I want to hear... I, I know you hopefully have defeated Dutch at this point. Um, I want to know if you feel satisfaction. Satisfied, yeah. You or, know, I like, it, I like the fact that he kills himself more than you killing him. I think that's the right move, narratively. And I think it better suits John's story. Yeah. I think that's exactly. I don't think John wanted to. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't want to kill Dutch. He says that. Yeah. Explicitly. But of course, Dutch is not taking me alive. Which. Yeah. I mean, Dutch made the practical choice here. <laughs> if if you know John took him alive, then it's not. He's not meeting a good end anyway. Yeah. Um. My gosh. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not. <laughs> I, well, see, I don't that it doesn't. You don't view this scene as like, yeah, finally we got the evil, t- twisting his mustache bad guy. No, you you don't. see it as like the sad death of a diseased animal, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're finally put out of their misery. Um, it's finally over for him. He doesn't have anywhere to run to. No more people to exploit. No more woman to hide behind. So he just has to die, and walk off a cliff. Ugh. And what does Ross say? What does Ross do when you get down there? <laughs> did you? I, what did he say? Did you shoot him or something? Yeah, you, you know, he says, like, you couldn't shoot him, huh? He still couldn't do it. Yeah. And then you're like, he's, he was dead. Like, he's dead now. It doesn't matter. And then Ross shoots him. He's like, it looks Give better. Give me your gun. Support. Ugh. Brutal. Which ultimately could have been a factor in the pursuit of John, right? To say... Look, he killed this guy, you know, mm-hmm. when he didn't need to. Oh, wow. Whoa. Whoa. So it's like a conspiracy. It could be. I mean, really, I don't know, though. Like, they, they totally could have done whatever they wanted, basically. In fact, this, I don't know, Brevin, do you really think that that has that much credence to it? But it just, it, it made sense for, like, a couple moments. Okay, I'm glad that they were, like... I had to shoot him to make it look like John actually murdered him. Well, I mean, and that's true, though. Like, they could spin the narrative in such a way, like, oh, man, these outlaws are out of control. They're killing each other. We recently had John Marston kill Dutch Vanderland, and, like, we don't know what he's going to do next. And then that is enough of an impetus for them to bring the army down on him, essentially. Yeah. Um, but one thing that actually, a conversation that we skipped when they that they were having when, geez, English is hard. When they were going up the mountain to confront Dutch riding in the um, escort or whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, 
they mentioned that something like something like oh dutch has actually really helped us out a lot because we needed a reason to help bring civilization to these areas like the governor the governor has an interest in um removing these savages or something along those lines mm-hmm. and what he's basically saying is like um without dutch inciting violence out of the native people here they wouldn't have had any um reason or motivation or like you know on paper justification for killing them yeah. but they oh, really wanted to up. anyway yeah i know isn't that messed up and one thing that john does say is like you didn't need that justification like you totally would have just abused these people regardless um yeah and that is true probably but you have to think about how it just goes to show how like dutch does not think in terms broader than himself because if he did he would have known that you know obviously there's already tension between these groups of people and the exploited one you are now making them out to be an evil party and like yep. violent and they need to be removed from the situation and maybe that is precisely what ross is doing with john in shooting the body of dutch who knows who knows it's up to anyone regard ross does make a joke with you here oh funny very very uh not good taste i'm surprised john didn't just shoot him right there not even give him a second to respond to it so basically ross is like so he's so john says you know can so can i see my family now like and and ross is like yeah your wife um she just died in a in a horrible abigail uh, died in a prison riot in south carolina or something like that and he just immediately pulls out his gun (laughs) he was probably like half a second from killing him and 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 all that ross does is he goes relax i'm just messing with you or something which is just terrible oh yeah that's now that makes me not like ross that's so after all this finally you can ride home and return to allegedly your wife and son um yes and the music starts playing brevin yep classic moment really and guess what what it messed up for me what do you mean it like just stopped playing like super quickly like within like 20 seconds just went instantly mute and there was just no music that's weird that's so weird what's the name of the song do you know i don't know we can we could look it up i'm sure but i was trying to it's sort of hard to like actually listen to the song while you're riding i don't know if you got that well you it's definitely hard when it's only playing for 20 seconds (laughs) yeah i was gonna say it's definitely hard when you can't hear it (laughs) yeah i i was having a hard time because i was also well what happened for me is it messed up for me too because i I just sort of assume that like ah I don't want to open the map and like ruin this moment I'm just gonna follow the road and yep. like of course it's gonna be set up in such a such a way that if I follow the road I'll just get there right mm-hmm. but no if you follow the road to the left it like is going down this path towards where you meet the Sasquatch eventually in the Undead Nightmare DLC you know how so there's it's like, like completely out of the way totally the wrong way. And I was, like, checking my map and, like, oh, gosh, now i got to go all the way around and, like, cut across the land so I can save time. And hopefully the song doesn't end while I'm just, like, fiddling with my map. Um, (laughs) And it really just broke the moment for me, I think. But I do remember in my original playthrough it was more impactful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you you make it home and Abigail is actually there. Yep. And this is actually so a mission started at some point. This is an Outlaws Return, right? Yes, I believe so. 
So, um, what does Abigail do when she sees John after all this time? Just beats the crap out of him. <laughs> Where were you? Where were I thought you were dead. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's, I love John's reaction to you. He's like, whoa, whoa, like, relax. Um, it, it really shows them as, like, husband and wife here, which is funny. Yeah. I don't know that I thought of it like that when I first played. I was sort of like... Well, it's because you don't know Abigail. You just yeah. don't know who she is. So, what... I, I think in expecting just, like, generic wife, I just prepared myself for a scene where, like, you, you kiss and then you embrace mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, finally, I'm back with Abigail at long yep. last. But, of course, this is, like, a real character. Well, not real, but um, realistic. And she she would probably be, like, totally stressed out about John and his safety, especially because she's... You know, probably not even just physical safety. What is your... My cat is biting me because she wants to leave my room. I gotta get her out. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll just continue this thought then. Um, not only psychological safety or physical safety, but also psychological safety because one thing that Abigail is very concerned with is making sure that John does not go back to the outlaw lifestyle. And he was sort of dragged back in here. Sometimes that's going to happen, I'm sure. I don't know if that's actually what she was thinking of or if she was just like instinctively nervous about the situation, but... Anyway, she's beating up on John, and John has to be like, whoa, whoa, I'm here, I'm here. And eventually they, they do embrace, and it is, like, a really sweet moment, I think. Yeah, it's very cute. And I I have missed Abigail, I'll, I'll, I'll admit. Just What I do have to say is that her voice actor does sound very sim- similar to the voice actor from Red Dead 2, because it's not the same. I didn't even notice the difference. I, I Like, I, I remembered us mentioning that. I did not think about it I didn't. At I all. could barely notice the difference, yeah. They did a good job. Yeah, that is that is impressive. Now that you mention it, um, so yeah, I don't know. Do I have any notes about this? Not really. Anything crazy happens for the rest of the time that we play. We can just, but I, I have it written down. So John says at one point we did change and it's over now. Yeah, that I mean, I feel like that gets repeated like the whole time. Of yeah, this whole thing. Basically, it's all about them trying to believe themselves when they tell each other that they've changed and that their life will be different. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I feel like where we left off with Red Dead 2, it seemed like they were, like, confident in their place in the world. Like, I mean, it makes sense, though, that they'd be a lot more confident than now. Because, like, they've been, like, ripped out of their house before. It, yeah, before it was, like, we just escaped, you know, a nightmare. And now this is, we've got a whole new horizon ahead of us. Mm. Rather than now it's like, oh, we're going to go back to our life and hopefully not get taken again. Because Abigail even mentions at some point in the later mission, like, don't you do, you, do you ever think about, like, they're just gonna, they're gonna come and get you again? They're gonna find someone else for you to go after? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and we'll find out what happens next week in our final episode of season two. There's still more, you know, like, are you gonna talk about, like, what we do during these missions? Oh, yeah, no, There's... no, no. I was just saying oh, okay, that because okay. I don't want <laughs> to discuss it right now. that yet. Yes. Um... But the re- the reunion is not just with Abigail; it's with Jack and Uncle as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jack oh, is yeah, Uncle. <laughs> yeah, Jack is funny because you don't know like what he would think of John at this point because he sort of was like not even liking John that much in Red Dead Two, right? Like, yeah, he was like so so about him. He liked Abigail, and you could tell he was sort of like a mama's boy in that respect. And he would sort of like begrudgingly go fishing with his dad. Yeah. Um, 
but he did have some sort of relationship but now he's like calling him sir and things which is just funny someone to call john sir um that's just weird i don't yeah. like it i get it but i don't like it yeah um and then uncle is there and actually one thing one thing that dave mentioned in an email i don't i think it was i think he mentioned it this weekend a couple weeks ago is that beecher's hope is like a mess now and like totally out of shape um which i don't know that i noticed that like i didn't notice that it looks that maybe old old like like more established than it used to it doesn't have the new freshly built house smell i'm sure but yes. um <laughs> but yeah like i w- i didn't think it was too terrible um did you visit beecher's hope before this by the way no i didn't never okay did i you? think i think i did and it is weird that like allegedly uncle has been here but you can't see him even though you can go to the house right like is that what we're supposed to think is that well, i mean uncle... you, you don't even know where your house is right technically yes you know what do you mean like i should the, say the before... player yeah the player no yeah 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 Yeah, that's what i'm saying but the john marston knows where his house is. of course yes john (laughs) didn't have his memory erased yeah like men in black um but i love that he's he's just immediately starts tearing into uncle and saying like this place is a mess we have no food i think that is a you know viable complaint that yeah or just four mouths to feed now but i love that uncle says i thought you were dead i wasn't drinking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then and then john says hold your excuses until you figure out which one to use yeah that's good that was good i just like john the john and uncle banter is like the best also <laughs> i wasn't drinking is not an excuse it's just like basically an announcement Him's, that you were yeah. drinking <laughs> <laughs> i love that oh just uncle's character man he's so funny he is good i like uncle i used to hate him but he's good it's nice to see him again it is you know, nice to see like him. He kind of looks like he's, like, dripping acid from his mouth, but that's a different story. <laughs> Basically a zombie. Yeah, he looks like a zombie. Might be foreshadowing. Who knows? Um, and, okay, so... I, I basically wrote epilogue, here we come, because now, now we yeah, are at the, the point epilogue. where we're going to be herding cattle. We're going to be... I don't know. Shooting, shooting crows. crows. That mission was the shortest mission in the game. Oh. <gasps> I thought it was the hardest mission in the game. I was confused on what to do. Like, what, was that just me? What did you do? So, I had to do it a couple of times because I just didn't understand what the mission was asking you to. So, the mission tells you, like, scare the crows away. All right? I just took that as shoot around the thing and make them go up in the air. And yeah. That does not end the game. That, like, you need to kill them. You need to kill, like, 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 like genocide style. Yeah. Like, four-fifths of the crow population so that the one-fifth population knows well enough not to go near your corn and yeah. goes back to tell their friends. Like, yeah. it is an obscene number of crows you need to kill for this mission. How and did you I, do it? Well, I actually, like, I was trying not to use my dead eye because I was like, oh, I'm just, like, shooting crows. I don't need to be that excessive. But, of course, no, but it's very hard to yeah. keep, shoot them, especially with free aim on. I don't know if... Does auto-aim lock onto them? Uh, auto-aim does, but oh I didn't use gosh. it. Oh, my gosh. No, I didn't use it. I just pulled out the pump-action shotgun and just shot over and over again. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't... I tried that, too, but I thought they were, like, a little too far away sometimes. Um, ultimate, I think I just used my Henry repeater. But I, I failed this mission, like, four times because my I ran out of corn. And yep. when I finally beat it, the bar was, like, a smidgen left. It was not mm-hmm. a lot. 
Um, which was funny because the immediate next mission, you get a letter from Bonnie McFarlane saying they need corn. Yeah. And Abigail's like, we have enough saved up. And I'm like, no, we don't have the crow we just ate one bag. Eight, like nine tenths of our corn. There's nothing yeah. left. Um, but I do like, we, we're skipping over the beautiful little scene with John and Abigail in the kitchen where they're sort of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like talking like a normal married couple. Yeah, they're, like, just, yeah, they're just being a couple. Nothing outlaw related they're just talking about jack and i mean i you know obviously they're talking about how like messed up it was jack's childhood i don't know if that's actually this scene but they're talking about how you know how bad her cooking is but he also likes to eat it because he's yeah. trying to actively eat it right out of the pot um and it was yeah it was just a, a lovely scene i really enjoyed that and it, it inspired me to just walk around beecher's hope and look in the house have you have you done that yeah no i did do that i explored it there's like a little container upstairs that has money yeah yeah uh and it's like a ladder just to a second floor is funny yeah that's a little <laughs> odd a weird concept it reminded me of like a call of duty map or something like the <laughs> the fast food restaurant one oh, you, no with you're the ladder oh, you're thinking of um no it reminds me of the cod four map that takes place overgrown i think is what it's called like it has a farm and like there's a ladder you go up to or no it's got it's got stairs that go up into this attic area that has a ladder that goes outside. There we go. It's a classic map. It's a classic. What I was thinking was, I I just love the... I, I like big houses with not a lot of rooms. I feel like too many rooms, I don't really understand that. Like, what? Mm. why do you need that many rooms? Unless you're a big family, I guess. Um but like just like how much open air there is in this house is really appealing to me. Well yeah, it's 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 set up how like there's like rooms in every corner and then like the center is just open. Yeah, yeah, essentially. It's like a plus sign. I well I was thinking maybe I should just build this house. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, did you have a ladder to go up to your second floor? Yeah. Cool. Make it like a model of Henning what is it called? Henningstead? No, that's not it. Beecher's Hope. Wow, I messed that up. Um yeah, I just want to do that in real life if I can. That's my. And if dream. you don't want to do it in real life, just do it in Minecraft. Ooh, now that's something so I can that would be do. Quick. That would be actually like a really quick project. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun, and you could actually do like a farm. Like that's something that you can make in Minecraft. Hmm. Oh yeah, easily. This is completely off topic, but one thing I did over like when I was out of work for um, coronavirus was I rebuilt with my friend Alex the entire Resident Evil One mansion in in Minecraft. Oh my god! Like up to scale, basically, it's massive. It took like, it took like three days of like constantly playing. Do you have access to the server? It like, might be you off now, but I could, I could probably tell. I could, I could get it back. I could show it to you. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. And That's it's awesome. massive. Man, probably my biggest project around Minecraft. But anyway. <sighs> okay, Brevin. Um, so she gets really mad at the crows and i think i think because of that scene it makes you think you're gonna go out and like scare three crows away but it is like it's like essentially like a scene from the movie like birds (laughs) yeah but it doesn't tell you kill 30 crows it tells you scare the crows away away. so it's 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 a very terribly worded objective i tried throwing a molotov up there i thought about doing that that destroyed all my corn and the same thing with TNT. Does that actually destroy it? Yeah, like, it says like that's... your corn, like it, like it brings your health bar down to the corn, which is funny. That is funny that they thought about they thought about that, but they couldn't make the objective better worded. After this, 
Uh, and I think this is the final. Oh, wait, we skipped one other thing too. There's another mission before this. You hurt animals. With the, oh yeah. gosh, how could we forget? Yeah. So actually, after the conversation with Uncle, where he's like, "We don't have any food to eat," and they're like, "We have to do something." So yeah. Well, so we'll go out the next morning. We'll go to I don't know where. Remember where you get them from? What? How do you, you not remember? Bonnie's? Yes. Oh, you do go to okay. So you go to Bonnie's twice. I thought you only go once. Yeah, you see Bonnie and you see um, Mr. Bonnie. <laughs> What's their last name? McFarland. <laughs> and this was funny because <laughs> you're riding up with Jack, and I I have my war horse right, so I'm just like yep. full tilt, not wasting any time. And I had like three separate instances where Jack was like, "My horse can't keep up, Papa or Sir, <laughs> whatever he says, <laughs> Sir." Um, but I did like the conversation with Jack. I don't, I don't really remember much, but it was just sort of like nice back and forth about, do you remember anything about that conversation? No, I don't a- even remember. Actually, I had a lot of experiences in these couple of missions where, oh, especially herding the cows back. Like I would start a conversation with Bonnie and then a cow would get stuck back somewhere so i'd leave you have to go and back and get it yeah and the conversation would end and then i would come back hoping the conversation would continue and it would just skip to a different line of discussion i'd be like okay well i wanted to hear about how your how your ranch was doing but now i don't know because i had to go get that cow save that cattle oh i don't know man um so you make it there and you introduce bonnie to to jack and you say they say hello and what (laughs) there's one point where um John says, like, say hi to, to Miss McFarlane, Jack. And Jack says, like, hello or something. Yeah, and then, he, does, he literally just says hello. And then John says, like, oh, he thinks he knows everything. <laughs> Which is like, what is that response? Like, just because he didn't say, like, well, howdy, ma'am. Is that what he's saying? Like, he's, is Maybe. that impolite? I, I thought it was a funny exchange. It didn't make <laughs> yeah. much sense, but it was funny. So or maybe he's just saying in lift. general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, it, it's I love I love seeing like Bonnie interact with John Marston and his family. It's like a totally different dynamic. Yeah. But I want to just watch like a sitcom like where Bonnie and um, Mr. McFarlane and Jack Bonnie and, and Abigail Bonnie. and John hang out and just do kooky things around like Seth shows up in one episode or maybe <laughs> I don't think we want to do those kooky things. <laughs> no, no, we don't want to. All that happens off camera. Don't worry. um but yeah i this makes me sad for the lifestyle that i know they don't end up having um don't don't talk about it we're not there yet okay this is is forever i'm not i'm not gonna finish this podcast with you i'm just gonna leave this as this is the future of john marston that would be a bold move for us to do completely change the narrative and just say like it was great we got dutch and uh now we're having fun herding cattle and jack is going to grow up to be a fine young man and nothing bad will happen and this is it this is my reality that's it that's it guys what we could also do is make undead nightmare the canon ending (laughs) that's the canon yeah that technically works that that would work they set it up for us i don't know if that's happier i don't know (laughs) mass destruction and the upending of civilization itself Yeah, yeah i don't know it's a little dark so you see Bonnie and it's sort of funny because you would think you'd have a grander reunion, but I guess you're on your horse and you're doing business. So that works. Um, but he does, she does say like, as I live and breathe, Mr. Marston. It's the devil himself. 
Is that what she says? Yeah, something similar. Uh, like that. <laughs> Where um, the devil has walked upon us. Yeah. And what's weird about this is, like, she just has cows ready to sell, like, right away. And also, oh, yeah. there's no transaction going on, which yeah. actually makes me think, maybe maybe at this point, John does have that Blackwater money, and we just don't see it as the player. You ever think about it's that? Like, it's, it's canon money, but it's not gameplay money. Because it's, like, he has to have money to maintain the lifestyle of the ranch. And, yeah. Or to buy 15 cattle. That can't be cheap, right? No, that's not cheap. I know cattle money, but ain't you know, yeah, you're familiar with the ranching business. I mean, we do have the horse snacks still. I'm familiar with the 1911 ranching business. <laughs> um, at one point, Jack says, "I read in the newspaper that ranching is dying or something," and um, I laughed at that because that seems like something that I would say and do, like read that. You are some... essentially Jack. I'm Jack. Yeah, I like my my chivalry and my knight books and stuff uh, <laughs> anyway so you ride with jack back and the, I, I the whole time i was like they're not really gonna make me take the cows all the way back oh, to beaches hope it. are they like it's gonna after i get to the river okay now it's gonna do a cut scene where it's gonna take us back home or okay now that we killed these bandits who are holding us up it'll do a cut scene ticket nope you take him all, all the, the way, way from mcfarland ranch to the precise pen of Beecher's Hope, not even yeah. like property line. Like you gotta put him in the pen. Ah oh, man, then you which gotta is close the gate. The mission never ends. Essentially, you have to go make dinner now. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's you go to sleep. You sit there for eight hours. You go scare some crows away. You just commit crow genocide. It's a never-ending mission <sighs> of real life. Ultimately, you make it back, and it, there is a nice scene where John says, "Like, I'm proud of you, son." And Jack he says, says you thank did some you. good shooting. And I'm not... Did Jack shoot them? Shoot the people? I noticed that, that? He, that he seemed to, like, run in the direction of the bandits, but not shoot. Like, that's that was my experience, where it was very weird, where I was like, why is Jack over there? Like, I would try to shoot them from a far, far, far away, and then I would see Jack and mm-hmm. be like, oh, that's Jack. Um... But no, I don't think he shot at all. I don't know. I don't really I remember swear that. John said some good shooting. No, John did say that, and I okay. I remember that. But it I don't know if it's just like our instances of the game just didn't set it up it just right. Just didn't happen. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's essentially the end of that mission. Then you get the then you get the letter. Yes, old friends, new problems. Finally, the mission that we are playing up to. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to catch up on my notes. So you get a... You get oh, a, okay. So... Hold on. I, I want to say that it seems like John is way better at talking to Jack now. Like he oh, yeah. has a much better, more tr- honest relationship with Jack than he did when we left off with him. Mm-hmm. Which is actually cool because you might say that that is like incongruous with where we left off but i think it just shows that they have grown since we last saw them and that because you know jack was what like eight or nine at the end of red dead 2 yeah now he's like 16 so they've had time together yeah uh to develop their relationship so i just i think that's a that's a cool touch that they actually are like a functioning father and son Mm -hmm. Uh, okay so now we we go up to Abigail and she comes out carrying a letter, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Who is this Miss Bonnie? What's what 
I don't know what she she like doesn't know what the last name is, right? Is that well, what she happens? can't read? And then she says, "Well, you better read me this letter. Read it out loud." Yeah. Um, and I thought this was like so adorable. I guess is my word I would use for it, that. She is this jealous about like another woman writing a letter to John. I just thought this yep. was so touching and sweet. Um, well, she never lets up either. It like that is like the topic of the mission. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I I guess like how much of this is us having the long-standing view of Abigail and John's relationship because if I actually started Red Dead 1 and got to this point, I might be like, "Oh man, Abigail, get off my back, man. You don't know mm-hmm. me and Bonnie's relationship. Why are you beating me up as soon as I came back? I just did all this for you." Like you would paint her out to be like a bad guy, which um, I think I always did before. But like, now, I'm curious how I'm going to talk about her when we listen to season one, episode one again. How you talked about, oh, that's funny. Because I would have had no idea, well, no idea what she was like in Red Dead 2. So I, I've had my... We'll listen to it, but I feel like you were like, eh, she's Abigail. We should like... listen to it together. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. I think that'd be cool. we get our live reactions. It'd be funny. We'd be able to laugh about it for sure. Well, we're not going to record our live reactions though, right? No. Okay. But to like hear our like live reactions together, yeah, would be funny. that would be fun. We can do that. Um. So yeah, Abigail is jealous, and then John reads the letter, and it's like, John, uh, we weevils ate all the corn supplies. We need more. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Please send corn. Stop. It's like as unromantic as you could possibly make it. Yeah. Um, which, if you think about it, actually, might be something that Bonnie would do intentionally to hide her feelings for her John. Feelings, yeah, for sure. Um, which I would probably say, like, that might be overstating it, except for that final scene we get with Bonnie. Yeah, that's that that tells everything right there. So, um, w- before we get to that, there's this long um, carriage ride where abigail last minute decides to come along with you and she says this funny thing where where john was like oh i'm happy to have you come along and then she's like well you should have invited me and he's like well no you have jack to take care of it just felt like a very real dynamic of like a couple to have where no i'm waiting for you to invite me so that i know that you want me there Mm -hmm. oh man um so yeah so they end up chatting along the way um i have some some quotes here you saw the truth before they did. You knew the truth and they hated you for hey, it. I wrote that down too. Ah. So this is actually, this plays into um, what we were talking about, about how John seemed to be privy of Dutch's downfall way before anyone else, even Arthur. Yep. Uh, I never considered this notion of them hating you for it, though, as if, as if, like, John was proven right somehow and that, that makes them hate him more i think is the yeah i think that's definitely possible especially for someone like bill yeah yeah like oh after all these years this smarmy guy ends up ends up being right um yeah i don't know and also i think that they they just wouldn't have liked john anyway because he seems less in the gang than javier escuela for example yeah less committed more committed to his wife um or even not even because he left the gang for a year or something, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So. Sorry, we get an excellent interaction between Bonnie and Abigail that I just thought was amazing. I love to see these two characters talking to each other. 
Uh, and they're both like basically, they're, are, they, are they both making fun of John? Like in front yeah, of him? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> they're both just ganging up on John. Yeah, and and it's it's becomes really clear that like Abigail likes Bonnie a lot more than she thought she would. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, one thing that they talk about is like Abigail's like, so what does she look like, John? And she and he's like, normal. normal. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Two eyes, a nose, and a mouth. I want to steal that. I think that's uh, hilarious. <laughs> it's awesome. And of course, on the way back, she's like, she was pretty. <laughs> like, <laughs> she does not look normal. Oh man. <laughs> And then, and of course, he says, like, no one more beautiful than you, my love. Uh, yeah. It, I don't know. I just love this, like, yeah, just like This real... is why I'm not going to beat the game, because this is my, this is what I want for them. <sighs> don't even talk about it. Just let me enjoy this moment. <laughs> Everlasting happiness. Um, at one point, so, I, I, I only thought about this because this one random character says, that's a decent first harvest. Good land he got there as he's unloading yep. the corn off the back. And yep. I just thought back to when Uncle was saying, you couldn't grow anything on this land. Like, you bought this for I a farm. Yeah, and then he, he tells him to get sheep or whatever uh, back in Red Dead 2. So it's just funny to think that they could actually grow corn on that land, especially looking at Maybe the land. all the cattle on it. They made it better. Isn't that a thing? Mm. Like you raise cattle and like, the manure makes it better. Manure, yeah, I guess. But it... It looked like just sand and like, like not. It looks like a wasteland. <laughs> yeah, like remember what it looked like with the crappy old house on it back before yeah, they yeah. tore it down. Like that dirt end up growing corn is crazy to me. But but you're right. There is agri- a, um, agriculture you can use to like transform soil. I don't know about that degree, but it, it's just <laughs> it funny like 10 that years they managed to do all. Yeah, that. <laughs> they have a great first harvest. Also, is it is it a first harvest like? Are we missing time here? What is going on? I don't know what time of the year it is. Maybe it's first harvest of the year. First harvest of the year? Is that even a thing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, like I guess... essentially, like chronologically, yes, there is a first harvest of the year. But it's... I thought I thought there would just be one harvest. Like, but I guess that makes sense to divvy up the timing of when your plants <laughs> i don't know crops about, there we go would, would would be ready um so that you could do like the work spread out but uh, anyway so finally you you end up going back and they thank you for it um and we we get this scene actually is there any scene like this in the rest of the entire game that does not follow john marston where it just focuses on a character? Yeah. No. This is a one-of-a-kind scene. Isn't that sort of incredible? Because it's like, it's about like 20 seconds almost. That's very long. She's just her kicking <laughs> the ground. She's kicking the ground and then a, a man walks by and, and t- tips his hat and says, Miss McFarlane, and walks into the store. And that is the scene where she's, yep. she's looking out and kicking the ground and she's basically... I, I think the the what we're supposed to take from this is that she's thinking about what could have been. She's thinking about what could have been, and she's also looking at that, saying that might have been my last chance at love in this life, like yep. walking, riding away from me. That's sad. It's very sad, and it's oh, it's sad in such a way that there wasn't some alternative action she could take. Like theoretically, she could have like 
you know, confessed her love for John and been like, forget, forget your family and forget, like run yeah, away. Like that is an house. insane proposition to make. So yeah. it's sort she of like, yeah, she had she, no options. It is sad. And you and get, it should go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you get the impression, like with the energy that she spoke with him and everything that, you know, she was sort of tired of the people that she's used to interacting with. And John was something fresh for her. That's all I was mm-hmm. trying to say. Um, I think it goes to show too how much how much power can be in a scene with with nothing, mm. with just essentially no dialogue or music. Like that conveyed so much emotion. Man, you took a real big swig of that drink. I'm not making it easier. <laughs> I tried to finish it, and I drank like the last of this beer, and I kept trying to indicate to Brevin to keep talking because I was not, and you just like said like two more words. <laughs> He's still not even done. He's taking more. There's a little bit. It, it's empty. What are you, an alcoholic? It's like, I gotta get every drop. No. Um. Anyway, so... I wasn't drinking. <laughs> I wasn't drinking. I thought you were dead. <laughs> so you ride back with Abigail, and she's sort of, you know, leaning. I, I. If anything, I sort of feel like Abigail is sort of impressed that bonnie is so great and Mm -hmm. she's confident that john was not um doing disloyal let's say to her yeah because she's like oh wow john must really love me if he did not you know try to do anything yeah because she talks about how um you know she's like the perfect rancher's wife yes and then he says i already got me a rancher's wife but he got me the perfect rancher's wife (laughs) oh man Take tips. Write this down, fellas or ladies, about trying to, you know, happy. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying but to say. But don't do what Bonnie did. She gave up too easily. She should have fought. No. See, that's the thing. She should have proclaimed. Can't even talk. Proclaimed her love. All right. Let's let's role play a little bit. Oh boy, here Brevin, we go. you Goodbye, are Bonnie, Bonnie McFarlane. Yes. Your brothers have died of illness, and your one mm-hmm. surviving brother who normally would have inherited the both gift and responsibility of the McFarlane ranch yep. decided to go to New York and become some f- f- highfalutin lawyer, right? With mm-hmm. his life, which is fine. It's fine, whatever, but it's not the same, right? He's it's not someone who works with his hands. Yeah. No. You, Miss McFarlane, Bonnie are basically tied to the ranch. You cannot leave. You are there because duty. there's so much work that needs to get done your father is growing older he can't do as much as he used to be able to even though he may, likes to think that he can i mean come on gramps the arthritis is kicking and he can't My do father, as much mr. as he used bonnie. to be able to mr bonnie, mr. bonnie. <laughs> yes sir bonnie what do you do brevin do you marry the farmhand who can't read do you do you try to like go into the city on your weekends what weekends even like does bonnie have any time to for herself to explore her romantic options no that's why she has to just go after john do everything possible come on i mean is john even that great john's great for bonnie are you kidding me for bonnie yeah i guess he is great for bonnie i don't know man he's got a lot of baggage i will say he does have a lot of baggage he's got a story and a wife <laughs> and a child and a wife, or a son and a child and a house and like and millions of crimes i don't even know how many oh, million maybe millions. even millions yeah uh 
but like you no, like it was it was a non-option that's what i'm trying to say like as as enticing i'm I'm just being annoying right now yeah okay thanks brevin thanks (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so i think it's just a tragic story of bonnie i mean we don't do we know bonnie's fate after this i don't think so i don't think no i don't think it's alluded to theoretically she could go on and marry and be happy you don't know i wonder if there's something with jack no there definitely i don't think there is i don't think there's anything outside of the epilogue missions that's different i don't think so jack i I wonder if there is some like newspaper that alludes to the fate of the mcfarlands because there is some there is like a looming presence of big (laughs) big pharmas (laughs) like farmers uh but really big ranchers um who are just like encroaching on the land although wait was that was that at the end of red dead 2 maybe i'm pretty sure that's something that drew mcfarlane mentions at some point (sighs) mr bonnie mr bonnie as he's affectionately known um all right so we we make it it? back well i do want to say i i wrote down i do think abigail and bonnie would have been great friends if they hung out like independent of john like they, they would should have hung out yeah maybe Bonnie's they did lonely. maybe they did in my story they did uh it might even have been a relationship similar to angelica schuyler eliza schuyler and alexander hamilton as you will learn in hamilton uh anyway so on the way back john says something that i thought was really beautiful and he says in response to abigail maybe we can't change but we have to try for jack's sake even if even if we have to start again a hundred times it's better than just going back to what we were you know what this reminded me of brevin what was it reminding you the episode of the office where michael scott leaves dunder mifflin or is it saber at that point i think it's dunder mifflin it's whatever and he starts a competing paper company and he's oh, selling and he talk, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know paper exactly talking. at like a huge loss and they're like, yep. You can't keep doing this, Michael. Like you're you're just gonna go out of business and, and he's, like, he's got a thousand names. Yes. He's like, I will keep starting companies over and over again. I don't care. And it's such like it's so funny because he's obviously like a joke of a character, right? And that's his whole thing. But yeah. this scene is inspiring. I love it. Just the notion, yeah. it's sort of back to what I was saying before, like Michael Scott, he's all about paper, and he will do whatever it takes to pursue his paper dream, no matter what people say or how many times yeah. he has to declare bankruptcy. He will just keep doing it. Michael and, Scott is a good businessman, and he's, he's a, just, and he's a good he's, salesman. Yes, yeah, and that, yeah, that's right, salesman. He's a good salesman. Um, and I love that, like, it, wh- whoever it is, Janet, or maybe it's um the other guy with glasses. The guy who, who ends you? up oh, you're talking about playing drums Pam, in his Pam son's Ryan? band. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like the corporate of Dunder Mifflin. Oh, you're talking about um. Oh my God, now that you've thrown names in my head, I can't think of his name. David he, Wallace. David. I think yeah. it might have been like David Wallace or something who's talking to him. It doesn't really yeah. matter who it is, but he's like, wow. Like Michael will actually just keep doing this, and I my best choice is just to hire him back because he's too much of a liability. Otherwise, that's like, one that of my is... favorite um, 
favorite like eras of the office when the michael scott paper company era it's like five episodes but it's so good it's just so funny is it a whole long arc yeah they changed the intro for it when during the small it might not be five it might be like three or four episodes but they changed the intro oh i didn't know that oh i, I yeah, love netflix it netflix probably skips the intro now like immediately so you wouldn't even see it it is distinctly yeah. changed for those three episodes and it shows only the michael scott paper company I want to oh I want to watch those episodes again now that we brought yeah, it up. But so that good. I love that. Reminded me of the pursuit for the sake of the pursuit itself in John and Abigail saying we have Jack, we need to keep trying for his sake even if mm-hmm. we mess up, even if we need to keep starting over, which is basically what they did is they started over. Yeah. And I think that's ultimately the the belief that Arthur had, like, no matter what, we need to try. We need to try to move on and change ourselves and make ourselves better people. And I think that that holds true even today, even in yep. real life. Whether or not you're in the West or the East or the North or the South. All that matters is that you're trying. You just got to try. Make, trying to make it yourself the best you can. <sighs> With that, Brevin, we will see you all next time for the final episode of season two of red dead reflection perhaps the final episode of red dead reflection for a while we haven't discussed this brevin but we need to talk about what we want to do (laughs) yeah we'll figure it out we'll figure it out whatever we do we'll try we'll keep trying we will try for if they take this podcast down we'll put another one back up we'll keep coming back thousand i have a thousand domain you are domain names registered (laughs) uh i don't uh but um brevin do you have any closing closing words for our listeners we are how many episodes are we deep now 28 is this the 28th episode no this is 20 i think we're over 30 i think this is like 31 i know last season was 19 episodes this is what the ninth episode well i always write down on my notes yeah this is the ninth episode so we're on episode 28 wow oh you know what i I was looking at the like buzzsprout count which includes the updates so yeah. yeah yeah So yeah, twenty. Thank thank you so much for everyone listening who's made it this far. Like, yeah, honestly. I, I I started listening to another podcast. It was um. It was recommended to me, but it was made by Rooster Teeth, and it's called I don't know what it's called, honestly. You're doing you're doing what I do. Red Web. I think it's called Red Web, and it oh. it goes through like internet mysteries like ones that are posted to reddit like creepypastas basically hold on what's the name of it because now i'm interested red web which and i was interested and i wanted to learn about it but the hosts are (laughs) i don't i'm reluctant to criticize another podcast because i know that our podcast is not perfect and i recognize that but when i was listening to it i felt like man they are taking so long to get to the meat of it and it you could tell that the two people on the show didn't really develop that good of a cadence yet um Mm -hmm. with like filling in for each other and picking up on what each other were saying and vibing Mm -hmm. off each other so it was just sort of like like awkward to listen to and i want i actually skipped ahead to be like okay when are they going to talk about this stuff and then even Mm -hmm. then i wasn't really that interested so i ended up deleting it but all that to say, I'm like more aware of like what makes a good, valuable podcast, and I think it is getting to the content quickly, speaking with confidence, and um, not wasting the listener's time. Do we and do any of that? 
Well, that's what I was going to say, Brevin, is I don't know that we do any of that. And in spite of that, we have listeners, which makes me all the more flattered and honored that people would take the time to listen to us. So if you're listening to me speak right now, thank you so much. You mean the world. That's all I want to say. We're just normal people. That's all we are. We're just people who wanted to make a podcast. And here we are. That's right. That's right. And I think hey, you can and I, I... Oh, hold on, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go well, I was just going to say, you and I could probably, like, really hustle and try to strive to be a better podcast and, like, build our numbers and stuff. But I think in doing that, we would lose the love of the medium itself, you know? Like, I think what I love so much about this is that I'm able to just sit here and have a conversation with you, Brevin, mm-hmm. and engage with the audience and everything. And that exactly. is enough. Like, that is... That's all we need. ...the goal. Um, but anyway, continue, Brevin. Uh, I want to. So you're talking about that. What was it called? One more time. Red. Uh, Red web. Red web. I want to check that out because I really like those types. Of check videos. it out and let me are... know what you think because maybe I might just be in a weird podcast mood lately and my criticisms are off. So mm-hmm. let me know. Um. So yeah. Uh. If you want to hear stuff similar to that that I think is actually very good, I have no complaints about the person who does it. I do know the name of them. Check out Nexpo on YouTube. He does very similar things. Very very good channel you're interested in that type of stuff n-e-x-p-o yep stands for nightmare expo it's like scary things that sounds good actually i think it would do better with a video format it's very very good how long are the videos videos are like uh depending on so like he does he does a couple series where he does like um so he'll be like not scariest things on the internet he says it a better way a more interesting way but he'll do like essentially five scary things on the internet like short stories they'll be like it'll be like a 25 minute video on like five not five things that have occurred on the internet whether they're true or not is up to you but he you know delivers them to you and it's fun to watch gotcha okay okay it's cool it's really cool nexpo check him out so that sort of speaks to i bet you it's like a well-edited video where he has a pre a pre-written script that he's reading and i like those Mm -hmm. video essay format for youtube videos um, but because he puts this... a lot of time in between his videos too, it usually takes him like a month to put out a video. So he puts a lot of effort into it. Yeah. So this, this other podcast that I tried listening to was not that it was just like a conversational show, like yours and eyes, which I think mm-hmm. maybe I was, I was ready for like the true crime, like serial, well, I mean, maybe not serial level, but, um, pre-production, which we definitely don't do either. So you know, yeah. I can't blame him. Uh, anyway, anything else, Brevin? Thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening. Follow us at Red Dead Cast. I've been pretty good about uploading on a regular um, schedule, not schedule, but, you know, cadence uh, to Instagram at Red Dead Cast. We got some videos. I got a video of a duel this time where I shoot the gun out of a guy's hand. Oh, I spoiled it. Sorry. It was a 20 second video and I spoiled it. What's even the point? I'm not even going to look at it now. Don't I'm even. follow you. Not, unfollow. Unfollow your own podcast Instagram <laughs> account. Do that, Brevin. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> please write in to reddeadcast at gmail.com. Uh, for our final episode, like, I don't think we're going to do a closing Red Dead 1 episode. This no, is going to be, be the final episode. So if you have any thoughts on Red Dead 1 as a whole... Even Red Dead 2, whatever, we'll take it. Um, I'll say this might be, I, I, there's a good chance, I would say, this will be the end of Red Dead Reflection for now. Yeah, yeah, for I now. think that's fair. Um, and we'll, <laughs> I was going to say, we'll have it figured out by next week. Maybe, well, we'll Maybe. I don't want to commit. We'll probably have some, you know, confident 
final word <laughs> next week. Yeah. But um, yeah. assume that well, it will be the last done, episode. We're not done podcasting. That's yes. That's what we can say. We, we have other projects. That oh, we do. yeah. Check us out in Computable. Um, look up Computable, C-O-M-P-U-T-A-B-L-E in your podcasting apps where you found this show. Um, and listen to us there. If you want to catch up, you know, in time for when we return, I, I'm thinking we're, we're going to return there. We haven't yeah, officially decided so that, too. but yeah, um, that's where we'll be next. So add that now. So you don't need to do it later. Um, or don't live your life. Rate us on iTunes. If you want, thank you all. Love you all. See you, Brevin. See ya. Everyone. This has been red dead reflection. Rest in peace. Dutch.